Well, hello there, friends, and welcome to Virtual Strangers, episode one, two, three. Mm-hmm. I'm your host, Wes. With me, as always, my good friend, Roots. Roots, happy Sunday, friend. Yeah, happy Sunday to you as well, and uh, happy, well, not Hanukkah. I don't know why Hanukkah sounds right to me right now, but it sounds right, so I'm just going to say it. Happy Hanukkah, and uh, yeah, it's good. It's a good day to talk about uh-huh. VR, right? Uh, I think it maybe uh, Yom Kippur. Is it, is it Yom Kippur right now? Somebody in the chat yeah, probably I, knows. Yeah, I watched like a video on YouTube last night. Like, uh, there was some body of water over there that turned blood red mm. on the first day of Yom Kippur. Ooh. Of course, people were freaking out about it. Well, there's uh, a lot of stuff like that, man. Blood moons and blood red, algae. You know, it's always explained away. Who knows what it is? It's probably nothing, but, you know, it could be something. Could be uh, ketchup. You never yeah, know. Could, yeah, somebody they could have just had a, a big batch of ketchup just spill in the river. You're right. There's a lot of things. There's a lot of explanations for everything, right? So. Eddie C says, happy Kwanzaa. Well, a <laughs> happy Kwanzaa Christnika to you as well, friend. <laughs> So uh, gaming science teacher says, yes, the Jewish high holidays have just ended. So uh, we're not too far off anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It just felt like that. You know what I mean? Some days just feel like Thursday or Friday. You think it feels like Friday and it's really Wednesday. I just felt, feels like Hanukkah to me. So, but yeah. Uh, and you know, it's interesting to, uh, you know, observe the differences in traditions between like a, a Christian culture like ours and, uh, you know, Jewish culture. Uh, which are similar in many ways, but different. For example, for Christmas, we might give a gift, like say uh, a game, uh, like like say I give you uh, like a, a thirty-five dollar VR game for Christmas. They wouldn't do that in uh, in Israel. Instead, what they would do is they would give each other uh, instead of one game on Christmas. Uh, they'll give each other a series of shorter tech demos over the course of 12 days. <laughs> uh, who doesn't love tech tech demos? We are going back in time, right? Thank God we're out of tech demos. You know, I can't wait to get back into tech demos when AR starts rolling out. We're going to start doing tech demos for all of that. But as far as VR, I am done. And uh, I'm ready for some meat on the bone, right? Well, the, the good news is is that Sony's done with it, too. I mean, that was part of their stated thing when they had their uh, developer conference uh, a few weeks back. Uh, they're done with tech demos as well. They said that specifically, oh. and they want to focus instead on, quote, AAA console quality games. So uh, that is, uh, it sounds great. To me. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I want. You know, everybody else... Thanks now, man, you know, not console games. Well, you know, that's the wave of the future, bro. And my, I'm impressed with my PlayStation uh, 5 every day, so. Well, let me let me uh, translate for the PC-only gamers out there what Sony means when they say something like console quality. And this may be a foreign concept to you guys, uh, but when they say console quality, what they mean is no jank, it just works, and no friction. You just get into it and play, and uh, the, you know, no, no, no settings, dicking around to to get it to work. It all, everything just works out of the box, and uh, it, it's blockbuster style stuff. 
Wait, you're saying no tinkering? No tinkering. Oh, no uh, no <laughs> mini stutters. Like like you when you turn with smooth turning, no like stuttering or anything like that. And going to the settings and turning it down to to make it work. It just works. Yeah, that's good. No having to turn your make sure your controllers work. Download a driver or I mean, there's so many different things. Like I was saying yesterday to you and Mash, even just switching over accounts to the 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 Steam version for of our um uh or any of the accounts for the show account. It's a friction. It's a step, you know. And you put enough steps in front of somebody, and that will keep you or keeps me sometimes from going into VR. So. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to the console experience of VR being the uh, mainstream. Yeah, well, I don't think we're going to have very long to wait. There's been lots of speculation about uh, when we might see uh, PlayStation 5 VR. And I'm starting to believe, Roots, I'm starting to believe it might not be quite as long as I had originally thought. Hmm. And uh, it's not just... Uh, a feeling i mean there's there's solid logic behind it put forth by our by our friends at without parole um but i'm hearing other things too which uh kind of line up with it which makes it very interesting roots uh not that it's going to happen tomorrow but it might not be a year mm, maybe march um so do you are you saying if i bought a playstation vr this morning it was a, not a not a good idea no, I, I did not say that at all oh. because, uh, you know, I, I do not believe that uh, you're going to be able to just pick up your PlayStation 5 VR and play your old catalog with it. Um, I think that's what the OG PSVR is for, and I think that uh, if you buy it the day before the new one comes out, it's still a good pickup. Yeah. Well, we'll see because I can't test it. I sent away from my adapter. And, oh, did uh, you put in for it? Yeah. Uh, how long does that take? A week? Two days? It shouldn't take long anymore. It took a while at first when, when they first started sending them out. Uh, I think, yeah, you you should have it within seven to ten days. Okay. Um, That'll just sit over there, and hopefully it works. Crossing fingers. Guide had a box. Was not the way that I would have liked the, the whole thing to be. But, uh, you know, I always like the original yeah. packaging. You know, that tells you that the person took care of it a little bit more, you know? Well, well, well Yeah. Yeah, that that's uh, that's uh, true, and that's the reason why I never throw away any of my packaging because I know that I might resell my stuff one day, and uh, it's getting tough now, man, because I've got like enough boxes to fill a small room, <laughs> and uh, I don't live in the biggest place, so they get kind of cumbersome uh, from time to time. Yeah, start throwing some shit away. That's all you got to do, for sure. Uh, but no, congratulations on picking up your. Uh, PSVR again, dude. There are things that you have missed that you're going to get experience. Now you get to play Frack now, bro. Yeah, Frack, Iron Man, Static. I own Static. Never tried it. Uh, my roommate played it when I sold it. Dreams. To him. Yeah, dreams. dreams. Yeah, that's true. So, but uh, so it's um, it'll be uh, it'll be a, a, an interesting experience. But now I got to wait for a week. So, Hitman Three. Oh yeah, I was thinking about that one. Hitman Three. Or one or two as well. Yeah, dude. I'm so happy and excited for you. I'm glad that you have that capture card now. Like now, uh, our community is going to benefit from that card that they picked up for you, right? Because now yeah. you can uh, start streaming some PSVR for the peeps. Yeah, maybe even some Res 7. Go back, revisit Jack, you know? 
There we go. I like how you're thinking. Uh, our friend Paradise Decay in chat says, Sadly but Bradley just tweeted that he discovered something big about PlayStation VR 2, and he's going to explain it all in a video tomorrow. Oh, nice. And he also says, let us know when you're going to stream PSVR, buddy. I, uh, we'll be sure to uh, let everyone know. If uh, if you haven't already, PD, hit the button and the bell. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't hit it, we got, we're doing something wrong. We got some problems here. Uh, you know, last night I did stream um, some of that Legendary Tales. And it's funny because uh, um, it was having a lot of uh, CPU. My CPU was like really struggling. And so I was thinking it was the game because of, of the multiplayer. But... And I went into my computer today and um, blew out some dust out of the out of the thing, and it's good. it was really it was it was pretty dirty, you know. And I added an extra fan, so um, I think it's got co a nice cool uh, airflow in there. So we're good. It's crazy how much heat this thing generates when you start gaming. Uh, like it gets hot in here fast, despite my air conditioner. Like my. My PC blows out hot air faster than my air conditioner can get rid of it. And, uh, you know, that's a good thing, right? You don't want it all sitting in the case. Uh, I've got like a like a gigantic cooling system on my deal. So, it, I mean, it starts straight away. As soon as I launch a game, you can feel the hot air blowing out of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely hot. Sure. Uh, Mash Daddy in the chat says, congratulations, Roots. And there's a lot of stuff you need to get into as well eric but uh we can talk about that at a later date we got things to talk about friends today we have a banger of an episode i'm looking forward to getting into these headlines dude uh for those of you who like it when we uh when we on the very rare occasion talk about hardware we're going to get a little bit into a little bit of that today a lot of hardware headlines um but before we get into any of that we need to start off the way we always do by saying hello to our friends in chat. Paradise Decay says, you know who else gets hot fast? Mash Daddy! <laughs> and... <laughs> my mom! And, and my mom. Uh, I didn't didn't do the check, Wes. I didn't check I was on A, though. Um, you know, Mepper uh, says, YouTube is acting funny and not showing scheduled shows um, before they start. Uh, make sure you check. Sometimes it'll uncheck you, um, won't unsubscribe you, but the bell will be removed. I don't know why they would remove our bell. Uh, we're not talking about anything controversial here, so there's really no reason there shouldn't be anyway. So, ring my bell, <laughs> ring my bell. Yes, uh, ring his bell. Disco Sunday on uh, Virtual Strangers. Uh, Wolveraza in chat says everything I got hurts, but here, <laughs> lol. Uh, Dark Angel in the house. What's up? As his own Akazi Ion. The icon. Hello, Mepper. Uh, Drew, what's up, friend? As is Void Cat. And uh, damn, we've got a crew. Eddie C, what's up? Mr. Tasselhoff in the house. Um, Traveling Man 3775 up in there somewhere. As is Gaming Science Teacher. What's up, GST? Berber Cat, good evening. Welcome to the stream. Um, Derail up in there. What's up, brother? Brandon C. Uh, Lee VR, Island Kara, people are down for some news today, Roots, and I say let's not keep them waiting any longer. Thanks for uh, coming by and hanging out with us today, friends. Looking forward to getting in today's news. 
And we said it a moment ago, uh, lots of uh, news and rumors, rumors of wars, wars and rumors of wars uh, in the business of PlayStation 5 VR. And the latest Horizon VR rumor points to Fire Sprite and PlayStation VR 2. So uh, this is a a headline, a news story about the latest rumors regarding Horizon Zero Dawn VR. Now, we've known for a long time that Horizon VR was coming. It was pretty much leaked in a tweet two years ago. Um, But the speculation at the time was that it was coming from Sony London Studio, the studio that brought us Blood and Truth, PSVR Worlds, among other awesome titles. Uh, But appears that is not the case at least at this point uh all indications point to horizon vr coming from fire sprite games the developer behind the persistence and it's interesting roots uh because just because we we now pretty much know that this game is coming from fire sprite doesn't mean that the earlier information about london studio uh was incorrect because we know that these studios often uh collaborate on projects like this and we also know that fire sprite studio was you know it it arose from the remnants of the old now defunct sony liverpool studio which was very close with sony london Mm. so uh it would stand to reason that if uh, fire sprite was working on a big budget triple a playstation vr uh exclusive that London studio would most likely be uh, helping them with that. Yeah. And uh, have, well, let me ask you, first of all, have you, uh, have you played Horizon Zero Dawn? I have not, actually. I've, I've th- thought about it a couple times back and forth, but uh, have not played it. Uh, is it good? Uh, any good, uh, as people would say? It's, uh, it's probably the, uh, the foremost breakout title for the last three or four years. From, I, from Sony. What I mean by that is, I mean, it was a new IP uh, and it blew up. People absolutely loved Horizon Zero Dawn. Now, here's the cool thing uh, about that. There's always been this speculation because uh, Horizon's getting a sequel. Uh, within a few months, we're going to see uh, Horizon Forbidden West, which is the sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn. Now, since we've known that there's a new Horizon VR game, the debate has been, which one will it be? Will we get the uh, the VR adaptation of the first title, Horizon Zero Dawn, or will there be VR mode for the new title, Horizon Forbidden West? Well, Roots, apparently, the answer to that question is C, none of the above. This is going to be a standalone, built-from-the-ground-up for VR title that takes place within the Horizon mm. universe. Uh, you do not play as the main character in the original Horizon games, but you play uh, a known character from those games. And the lead character, uh, Aloy, actually is a companion to you in this game. Someone who uh, you do play with, you just don't play as. Well, it sounds like it. Uh... Sounds like it's close enough to where it'll be fun, but I don't know, man. I, I 
do you think it's going to be half-assed because if it's not then it's going to be amazing and i've I heard a lot of people freak out about it they really wanted this adaptation of the either the new game or the old one and not a um a built from the ground up one which i would think most people would want right i think people are going to be blown away i think that um when you talk about beloved IPs like this, people always have a certain set of expectations in their mind. But we've always talked about it's nice. It's always a good idea when it comes to VR to let go of those expectations because expectations become speculations and speculations become disappointment. And um, what I do know about this, uh, again, you're playing as a, a, a well-known character in the game. Uh, you are going to have Aloy with you, and this is going to be a completely standalone story, which makes sense, right? You're, you're trying to sell headsets here, and if people can play this game flat, that gives them an excuse not to buy the headset. But if they can only experience this story by throwing down the cash, getting themselves a PlayStation 5 VR, then a lot of people are going to do that. And you know what happens after people put the headset on now all of a sudden it's a whole new ball game right their mind is blown their world has changed and i think that's going to be doubly the case when it comes to next generation vr yeah i agree and uh i guess that's a, a really amazing story although wolveraza i uh, really didn't get into it and i was talking about edge of nowhere you'll love um if yeah, there was any confusion there if you're going to play any gamepad game wolveraza because he's having trouble playing games right now i figured this is a great time to play some gamepad games right where you're sitting there not doing anything edge of nowhere is a great place to start and maybe you'll you'll um, get past the uh, hand presence have to have hand presence you'll realize how amazing a third person game can be while we're and while we're on the subject of fire sprite games i would love to suggest the persistence yes. which is probably in my opinion the best uh, example of using uh, a gamepad for a first person application like uh you have hand presence although it's not tracked hand presence it's 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 a 100 percent gamepad driven game uh but it works so well and it's so immersive and that roots that's another thing that uh we're hearing about this um this new horizon game from fire sprite is that it's just next level in terms of graphics and sound like beautiful stuff they shouldn't be able to do in vr wow Wow, how cool. Can't can't wait, right? The, uh, games are getting this DLSS down too. That's really helping, Wes. Like last night when I was streaming, um, I was having tor horrible frames um, in with all the multiplayer, right? For uh, Legendary Tales. And then I clicked on the DLSS and it all went away. Um, you know, that's just made one more good reason to have a uh, RTX and an above card, right? So... Absolutely. A gaming science teacher in the chat says, yeah, but will it be some three-hour shallow meh kind of game, or will it be a full-length great adventure? Well, what we do know is, um, I'm sorry, from the uh, latest Sony uh, developer conference, you know, Sony had a conference within the last month with, uh, with prospective VR developers for their next-gen VR, and one of the things that they're focusing on this generation is they don't want any more short tech demos. They again, they want full console quality AAA games for their next gen VR system. So hearing that, 
leads me to believe that uh, this isn't going to be some three-hour shallow, uh, you know, uh, tech demo, but rather a full-length console-quality uh, adventure game. And I think that's where the, the trepidation comes from, right, is um, the fear, because that's been the past. When we didn't get the the adaptation of the old version of the game or the new version of the game, we got our own built-from-the-ground-up piece of shit depending on which IP it was, Wolfenstein or whatever, not horrible games, just not compared to, it was exactly what gaming science teacher just said, really shallow, three, four hours, you know, it was an experience, which was great for uh, Gen 1 VR. It's not good enough anymore. We need the next level, and that's why I'm glad that Sony said that as well. We don't need tech demos. Um, I don't want tech demos anymore, so... Says, uh, well, that bodes well for PSVR and VR in general. It certainly does because, uh, you know, video games, like many things in life, it's a kind of follow the leader scenario. If uh, Sony comes out and they start knocking it out of the park with all of these awesome console quality AAA titles, you got to believe that Facebook's going to follow the suit. And in fact, I, I would imagine that uh, Facebook being. Uh, they are um they're probably going to try to beat sony to the punch i imagine they'll they'll probably release their next headset before sony or at least they'll try to mm. and uh we'll start seeing some of these uh upcoming uh big titles from facebook a little sooner rather than later as well are you saying wes or what i'm thinking you're saying don't spend your christmas money just yet hold on to it uh, because it should be just after the new year um, we may see things start to spice up a little bit between the, everybody, right? Because if if it is March for PlayStation, then that means um, Facebook's got to go before March, and uh, that gets weird, you know. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, I do expect things to pick up in a very big way uh, early on next year, not just from Sony, but from uh, all parties involved. Cool. Um, Noel dbz2 says hellblade sinuous sacrifice is a good third person vr game too uh i agree it's one of my favorite games in vr i love hellblade some of the that's probably the best audio work that i've ever experienced um they really captured that feeling of uh schizophrenia in, in your character with the with the audio work that they did and uh, I absolutely love that game. So, yeah, that's a good call there. Mash has a good point. October 28th could, will be an interesting day at Facebook Connect. Wouldn't that be crazy if the Pro dropped on the 28th? Uh, I fully expect that, to be honest. And we're going to talk a little bit about Pro here in just a few minutes. But, yeah, that, that is my expectation at this point. Man, that's crazy. Mr. Tasselhoff, got to run. Thanks for keeping us up to date. Thanks for stopping by, Tass. We appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, anyway, Roots, you know, Horizon, not the only uh, AAA console quality titles we're hearing about coming from Sony Land over there. Uh, the newest uh, or, or the next generation PlayStation VR is said to launch with um, a couple of titles. One, uh, Wipeout is being rumored a new wipeout title and a new astrobot title being rumored as well uh so we're, we're going to see a lot uh, of new big games next year and uh and for the in the years to come and that kind of leads us into our next headline 
firewall developer hiring for next generation VR project. So now that we have uh, Solaris that has come and gone, a firewall already gearing up for their next, or I'm sorry, first contact entertainment already gearing up for their next project. And uh, some of the verbiage that they're using in their, uh, in their job postings uh, makes this quite interesting roots because they're not, beating around the bush with this one at all they're they're coming right out and saying this next game is going to be a a triple a next gen vr game uh those are big words aren't they yeah it's huge words especially since they're coming from a um developer that uh, that game is on sony you know what i mean again that's where the triple a i think all the triple a good games at least initially are going to be and uh um uh, it's exciting well, it makes sense, doesn't it? Because, I mean, they started out uh, with the Sony exclusive. Well, I mean, honestly, that they started out before that with a game called ROM Extraction. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that. Mm -hmm. That was a, a Steam VR game. But after ROM Extraction, they really uh, became known for Firewall Zero Hour, which is widely regarded as an all-time great, not only PlayStation VR game, but VR game in general. Firewall is an amazing game. It's still well supported and still uh, played by you know many people on a day in and day out basis. And then they went away from the Sony exclusive and tried to do a, a multiplat game with Solaris. While Solaris is good in its own right, uh, it never quite reached the success that Firewall did. So I would imagine if they're coming right out and saying that they're working on a AAA next gen game uh we're probably looking at another sony exclusive i would think yeah i would agree and uh i don't know man i don't know I don't, solaris as as good as it was i just don't think that the only game in vr that's almost exactly like rainbow six siege and everybody loves that game and all the aspects about it um it's a it's an amazing game uh, I, I think Solaris, Solaris is very unique uh, in, in its own right. Um, I think where they kind of uh, took a misstep there is I think they came to market a little too early because the game uh, really was not in a finished state when it landed on Oculus Quest. And as we said the other day when we were talking about uh, Legendary Tales, you only get one chance to make a first impression. And if you don't make the right impression, out of the gate it's often hard to try to make up ground later mm. and i, I kind of feel like that was the case with solaris it's been updated now and everything's all good uh but you know people had already kind of made their mind up uh, before all the updates landed so uh again you know it's a good title in its own right uh but it's never going to be what firewall was and is and um lessons learned i would i would imagine I agree. Wolverazza says he wishes Solaris were launched better. It is a good game. It just attached to the um, game mechanics that killed it instead of uh, listening to the community. So, um, but uh, yeah, definitely, yeah. Uh, definitely had its issues, but um, it is a good game. So, Paradise Decay says I can't see us having any big PC titles for a few years until Quest Four starts the ball rolling. Uh, so I'm betting on PSVR 2 to give us those high-quality VR games. Uh, I think you're right. Uh, I think we're that a lot of people are going to be surprised at 
what we see uh, from the latter uh, stages of the Quest 2. Uh, again, we, we have not yet seen the full capability of that uh, device on display yet. They only just now cut loose the requirement to, to support Quest 1. So we're going to see some better uh, stuff out of Quest 2. Is it going to be on the, the level of quality of uh, a PlayStation 5 VR? Well, of course not. Uh, but we're going to get some big blockbuster games on that device as well. And uh, again, you know, whether you're talking about PS5 VR or Quest 2, uh, a lot of those titles are going to end up on PC as well. And, you know, PC has its own thing going on anyway. PC has uh, all these mods. PC has, uh, you know, it's still the easiest way for an indie dev to publish their game. So uh, PC is going to continue to thrive. Uh, it's just in this area of big budget AAA games uh, where you might see it fall behind a little bit. Yeah, I agree. Uh, headline, Gran Turismo 7 developer, quote, cannot talk about VR support yet. So this was interesting, Roots. A lot of speculation about the next uh, Gran Turismo and whether or not it's going to support VR. Of course, uh, the last Gran Turismo game, GT Sport, uh, featured VR, but only in a limited way. It didn't, uh, it did not include the, the full game. There were just a few game modes that you could play inside of VR. So when uh, doing an interview with the head of Polyphony, the developer behind um, Gran Turismo, uh, he was asked this past week uh, about VR support for Gran Turismo 7. Will it be limited like the last Gran Turismo, or will it be uh, full VR support if there's going to be VR support at all? And his, interesting, his answer was interesting, to say the least. And uh, I'll go ahead and uh, pull this up here so I can get the exact quote for you. Um, Yama Uchi, yeah, that's his name, Yama Uchi, uh, said, quote, I don't think that there's, uh, I'm sorry, that's, that's an older quote. Uh, let's see here. Well, I can't find the exact quote now. Basically, what he said was, uh, regarding PSVR, we're not at a state where we can talk about it yet. So, um, you know, Upload kind of downplayed that a little bit, but to me, that's confirmation right there. VR support for GT7 just confirmed. They just can't talk about it yet, right? Yeah, they're not released talk about it yet. Uh, Wolveraza says, uh, half-assed VR for a flat game is the hybrid idea. There are discuss discussion on what the hybrid will be. Um, Vorpex for Sony. I don't think it's going to be Vorpex for Sony. And as much as people say that, if Sony builds it into the game and it puts you into the game and you're using your controller, it's going to be a thousand times better than Vorpex. Vorpex is an amazing workaround for VR to put you in it. But if Sony does it, it's going to be done right. It's not going to be Vorpex style. It's going to be Sony style. And um, it's going to blow you away. I would think more like Hellblade, uh, as amazing as Hellblade. Hellblade does things that other games do. When you tell me a game that can, you can play big, small, shrunk down, different, you know what I mean? Like, um, I don't know. That's that's uh, uh, definitely, I think, going to be a good thing. Right, and I, I would uh, also like to add that 
um, we're not just talking about any gamepad here. If that were true, and, mm. and if it, if they were going to do these hybrid games and make them more like a flat game in VR as opposed to a VR game that you can play flat, um, we're not just talking about any gamepad here. We're talking about DualSense. Mm. And if Wolveraza had ever held a DualSense in his hand, uh, he might understand um, this 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 controller has the uh, ability to immerse you unlike any other gamepad that's ever came before with the adaptive triggers with the hd haptics so i'm sure we will get some games that are like that but they're going to be amazing anyway because they're going to be built around that dual sense controller mm. now with that said i don't think that that's going to be the focus uh on most of these games because i mean we've already seen the one thing sony has shown us from next generation vr are these controllers and I really don't see roots why they would go through all, all this trouble to make these highly advanced VR controllers and then just use them at, like they're a gamepad. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And uh, Wolverine says he has three dual sense in the house. That's great. How often do you use them and what are you using them on? I was just playing uh, Call of Duty yesterday, uh, Warzone, and that, or not Warzone, but the, uh, the actual Call of Duty maps and stuff. That game, the, the, the recoil, the the shooting, the way the guns feel different is better than any Call of Duty I've ever played. And that's a flat game. Imagine for somebody that like yourself that loves shooting stuff, if you they can have a give you controllers that actually make you feel like um you're really ha holding a real gun, you know what I mean? Versus the best PC VR or best quest controller game that doesn't have the same technology in there that they're amazing rumble but it's not rumble's not dual sense you know what i mean um so yeah and master daddy kind of has the idea here he says dual sense is game changing although the orbs will be the main control even in the hybrid games and i agree with that because the dual sense uh you don't get positional tracking dual sense so even even in the the the, the games that are controlled gamepad style it's going to be with the orbs and it's uh, important to note that the orbs also have this next-gen uh, HD haptics. They also have the adaptive triggers, which are awesome in these shooter-style games like you're talking about, Roots. I mean, never before have we ever been able to, to play like a military sim, have the gun jam in-game, and you feel that in real life by the trigger not pulling all the way. It only pulls, you can only get a half pull out of the trigger and then you'll feel something like the haptics abruptly stop. Uh, it's a, an, a, an awesome uh, thing like that. And, you know, not, not just with the gun jam, but that's just one example of the type of interactions that are possible now that weren't possible a year ago. Exactly. And um, it's not just about the, uh, the flat, you know, you may not care about the flat games, uh, Wolverine. What I'm saying is that, and that, kind of choke goes to my point um if you're not playing them you don't really know what the controllers can do you know what i mean until you've played and used them a lot then you're like oh my god this controller is amazing yeah you can say okay i know what i felt it i played through astrobot the simulator but there's so much to that controller that and then imagining that same controller in a vr environment right where you're holding a gun and you're feeling that haptics it will be bring your immersion level up, right? So, 
Uh, Space Denison in chat said, is it not possible that the PSVR 2 will track a dual sense? Seems likely to me. Um, it is possible. There is a, a very small light bar on the face of the dual sense. And, you know, the tracking is going to be done from the headset. So that light bar will be visible. But um, I don't see that as, as a likely thing. I don't think that we're going to see what we saw last generation from Sony, where we have this, the headset being sold as a standalone thing. I think that every PlayStation 5 VR is going to include two DualSense controllers with it. And with that being the case, there's really no reason to ever use the DualSense uh, controllers um, when, when people already have the VR controllers. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, uh, exciting times for PlayStation VR. Um, I cannot wait for the coming months. I think within the next six months, Roots, we're going to see a lot of this stuff shake out, and we're going to have a lot clearer picture going into like the 2021 show uh, of what the future holds for PlayStation VR. Yeah, for sure. Uh, anyway, a lot of other next-gen uh, products coming next year, not just from Sony, but Apple as well. And we got some uh, a couple of new tidbits on the the uh, rumored Apple VR headset. Uh, headline: Apple's rumored VR headset could feature. Get this, roots: three thousand pixels per inch micro OLED display. Uh, the speculation is, roots: this thing could cost up to three thousand dollars. Uh, so that has to have some kind of magic going on in there, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what are they spending $3,000 on? I mean, usually uh, I mean, where they have their stuff put together in sweatshops. So it doesn't cost that much to put together, right? So it's a lot of money. Uh, Onakazi has a good point here. Has anyone looked at the DualSense through an IR camera? If it lights up, it may have a good chance of being tracked. That is true. Just because we, uh, we don't see like colored light bar on it doesn't mean that there aren't uh, IR lights inside of it, uh, like, say, a touch controller. You don't see any lights on the touch controller, but those are tracked perfectly. So that's a good point, on Onukazi. Uh, uh, way to go, man. Like, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but anyway, this Apple headset, um, you think it's going to uh, be used as a, a gaming headset primarily? I don't know. You tell me an Apple product that's used for a gaming right now. You know what I mean? I mean, most of what they, everything they have isn't for everything except for gaming. You can use it for gaming, but most people don't. Even Jim Hall, he's got one of the best Macintoshes or Apples out there, and he doesn't use it for gaming. He uses his PC for gaming, right? Right, right. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know either. Uh Eric has a good point in the chat. He says they are spending twenty five hundred of the three thousand on the Apple name. LOL, junk. I think that's true, but I think that that uh, basically, in my view, highlights what I think the the value of the Apple headset is going to be to the VR um, platform as a whole. I think that Apple VR is going to be the product that makes vr cool and trendy this is going to be something that makes people want vr it's going to be that unattainable item that the masses want 
you, you know, this is going to be the thing that, that you see LeBron James on Instagram using. You know what I mean? It's going to be a luxury item. So while it might not be a big gaming powerhouse, uh, what it's going to do is it's going to drive people to uh, to buy the more affordable headsets just so that they can get in on the, the VR craze. And I, I think um, Facebook specifically stands to gain a lot from having a competitor like Apple, uh, even if it isn't going to be quite as gaming focused as uh, the Facebook headset or the Sony headset. Yeah. I agree. It's going to do the contrast because you're actually getting a lot for that Facebook headset for a lot less money, right? $300 versus uh, maybe $3,000. Um, that's a big difference, but uh, maybe it'll be more media driven, right? Like it'll, they'll be, it'll be for watching movies or, or going into these really cool concerts or experiences or whatever, um, you know, venues that you don't have available yet for, for the competitor. Hopefully somebody starts driving that because the, the technology's there. The cameras are there. You know, we should be able to get into a concert. Um, you know, my question would be, <laughs> nah, uh, I'm not even going to go there. Um, you know, it, it definitely uh, definitely would be interesting for um, to see how this is going to go. I think that's going to be the primary use for it. I think it's going to be a, um, uh, a luxury means to access the metaverse. And I'm sure that Apple will have their own little wing of the metaverse that's behind a paywall that you have to have their headset to access their stuff. Um, but that's kind of the, the same model that, that Facebook's using as well. And I think a lot of the features that you're going to see in the Apple headset, you're going to see Facebook offer as well at a much uh, less uh, expensive price point. Yeah, absolutely. Odakazi does not think it'll be three grand. Uh, Noel says two grand more. Uh, but he's thinking 1200 so I don't know we'll see you know Apple does like to charge a lot for their products and if they're going to have next level gen they're going to try to outdo Facebook in any way um, it's not going to be cheap that's for damn sure that is for sure and uh, I do uh, think that we are going to see some some gaming application for it which is kind of uh, leads us into the next headline uh apple headset uses iphone ipad and macbooks for advanced features and uh advanced features roots i mean that means games right <laughs> means a lot of things to us it means games that sounds good to me for sure yeah well i mean what else would they really need uh all that horsepower for and when i say all that horsepower like the latest iphone the latest ipad that, I mean, those things pack a little bit of punch. I mean, they're they're not like my my little crappy thirty dollar smartphone from Walmart here. Like a, a new iPhone, uh, it's got enough horsepower to push some VR. Yeah, well, I mean, if it, I mean, think about what's pushing uh, the Quest too, right? I mean, I don't know what's in my Samsung uh, that I've got, but um, you know, it's definitely a lot more powerful than what was running the Gear VR at that point right so i would imagine for sure uh definitely could be um running mobile vr for sure uh jim hall in the chat says arrived just in time for the apple talk well you got <laughs> in on the ass end of it where we were just about to speculate how someone like you who already has an apple device that they can tether their apple headset to are going to be able to play uh maybe not half-life alex on it but uh you'll probably uh 
have a pretty solid experience in something like say Tetris Effect. Yeah, yeah, I think I think they're really. I mean, I I really think they're going to focus a lot on AR, something you could sit at your desk and use for, um, the the working person that just makes sense because right now all of it's gimmicky and you can't really. You need almost like a, a a pair of glasses, like those new Facebook glasses, but have everything built in. I don't know, man. There's so many. I, I whatever Apple does, I know it'll be unique. It'll be overpriced, and everybody that buys Apple stuff is gonna run out there and wait in a line for seven days to get it because they need to have it first. And uh, you know why not? So. Yeah, and again, this isn't something that I envision myself. Uh you know, buying, uh, I'm just excited for what it means for VR as a whole. Uh, I think that it's going to be invaluable exposure for VR and it's really going to, uh, uh, you know, rising tides raise, raises all boats or all ships, wh whatever that, that saying is. I think that's the case here. And I think that you're starting to see now everybody try to, uh, jump back into VR the way that they did, uh, in 2015, uh, we're finally starting to see the kind of interest and in, in, uh, in the companies recognize that. When do you think Disney is going to figure it out, Wes? Because I am screaming at Disney at the top of my lungs. I want a virtual Disney World. I don't have to go wait in line. Let's recreate all the, 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 uh, the rides. You can charge me a full price ticket. Well, not full price, maybe half price. Um, I know, think it'd be cool. You know, there's a project out there that uh, the, the focus of it is to um, give you a VR versions of all of these older Disney World uh, amusement park rides. The Ooh, ones that, that are either on their way out or, or gone already. It's called uh, Defunct Land or something like mm. that. And uh, yeah, they're already working on this stuff. That'd be cool, man. I just, because, I mean, if they're going to make it difficult for us to go travel anywhere and I don't want to go anywhere. And at some point, I just want to still be able to go check out It's a Small World and feel like I'm really in it in virtual reality. That would be cool. Paradise, the case is, can you imagine if the Apple VR was just their version of Google Cardboard? That could harm VR. <laughs> yeah, that could, but I really, I don't expect that to be the case. I mean, we're here in about these super high advanced micro OLEDs and eye tracking and all this, all this next gen stuff coming for that device. Uh, I would be shocked if, uh, if it just turned out to be a, a sleeve that you slide your iPhone into. Absolutely. That would be so backwards. Jim Hall says Apple is about productivity. They aren't the richest company in the world for nothing. I thought they were the richest company in the world because they have really uh, cheap labor. But I could be wrong. I mean, that's a lot of companies. Huh? It's not just Apple exclusive. But, uh, you know, if you can pay people really, really almost nothing, then you can you're, you're, uh, you can price. Th and you're still charging a shitload for the product, man. You get a lot of money. Good deal. It's win-win. Yeah. yeah, that is a good point, though. I, I don't think it'll be a primarily a gaming device. I think that it'll be a, a, a social media slash productivity slash metaverse device and um yeah i don't think there's any chance in hell that it turns out to be uh, anything like google cardboard or even google daydream for that matter no that would be crazy though that would be upside down now, now speaking of google um a lot of us wonder what google's future vision is 
for VR as you know they, they got out of daydream uh, over the last year year and a half and uh, we, we kind of thought maybe they were done with VR but then they acquired uh, the developer behind job simulator uh, whose name is escaping me at this moment because I'm trying to think of it um, alchemy labs uh, so definitely showing some interest still in uh, in VR and now we're learning that uh, maybe the interest is going to stretch a little bit further than just um, just releasing games as the new Google Stadia job listings suggest VR cloud gaming ambitions. So uh, there are four new listings uh, they're, they're trying to fill at Google Stadia Roots, and all four of them um, VR, uh, you know, interest in working VR is a plus. Uh, is basically uh, the gist of what they're saying. If you're someone who wants to work in VR, that would help you for these positions. And that's interesting because of what Google Stadia is. Google Stadia is cloud-based gaming. It's the, the idea behind Stadia is to give everyone the ability to experience gaming uh, without having a high-end PC. And to see them hiring for like VR-centric positions would suggest that they're starting the groundwork for the next next generation stuff, which is cloud-based VR game streaming. Oh, wow, that sounds cool for people that don't, don't have a computer, right? Yeah, well, how, well, how crazy it would be if we fast-forwarded 10 years in the future and, and, um, and components have gotten even harder to get and all of us are on this cloud gaming thing because there is no more personal computer and it's all uh you know prescription subscription based uh thing i mean I, that's not so crazy to think of outside of the box right um that i hope that's not true because uh, that would suck well i i definitely think that cloud-based uh everything is the future now how far in the future is the question and i i think that um when the tech finally gets good enough uh, at a at a, a base consumer level for this to work well uh, we're going to have a transition period it's not just going to overnight change from pcs and consoles to straight cloud streaming i think we're going to have a period of uh, transition where, where you'll see the uh, cloud-based tech work in concert with a console with the pc with some kind of onboard cpu and a standalone device to uh, to work together to provide uh, a seamless experience for the end user, um, but I absolutely do 100% think that cloud-based is the future. It makes too much sense uh, for uh, for it not to be. I mean, the, the tech is almost there already. Uh, it's just a question of fine-tuning it and then making it affordable for everyone. Yeah, absolutely. Wolverine got has a good point. Says uh, tech advances quickly, and it always is a dub, double-edged sword and that's everything everything's either can be used for good or bad and my problem with cloud-based going like if that's all there was um i like this uh because if the internet goes down guess what i can still do i can still play right if the cloud you know it's kind of like um this big push to get off of money and get onto a digital system 
um and uh because there is a push but then you know the power goes down and you're at the store and it's like well fuck what do we do oh everybody had cash only oh cash is no longer around anymore i guess you're just going home with nothing now um you know it's it that doesn't sound good to me i think options are always good so uh but yeah i agree it's a double-edged sword and uh you know technology can be so yeah that, that's a good point and a, a great uh you know it makes it a great thing that people still want the disk drive on their playstation right like because uh, you know the internet it's not always up right and sometimes you just want to play vr and it's nice that you're going to be able to do that on uh on your sony console next generation um through physical media and uh, you know there's other advantages all obviously with resale and all this other stuff but the the main advantage in my opinion is the fact that you don't need an internet connection uh you can always just pop that disc in there and play your game and um that's why I was kind of happy for uh, Scott Merrill, the Oculus Game Cat, this past week. We helped him get a, uh, a PlayStation uh, uh, 5, and he wanted the digital. And uh, we almost got him the digital one, but it sold out right before I hit the, uh, the, 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 the checkout button. Sold out right before I hit it. Uh, but we were able to get him the uh, physical mm. the edition, and I think that in the long run, he's going to be happier and better off for it. It's very short-sighted, just so like people said, hey, 64 gigs is enough, man. You know what I mean? You can't future-proof um, something, and the biggest thing that I've seen, okay, this is the biggest thing that I of uh, an example. I wanted to get the Kingdom Hearts all-in-one package, right? was on sale it was like 30 bucks or something at best buy and so i picked it up i looked online digital it was a hundred dollars through the sony playstation store my fucking jaw dropped open you know what i mean so like you you have this is the price you this is the price of your game sony dictates the price of your game uh, when i get my playstation vr i'm gonna run down to gamestop and buy a used copy of iron man vr for like 19 bucks I can't do that without the digital cop or with the digital copy. So um, you're going to start saving money left and right, right off the bat. And um, it's just like I said, it's a short sighted. It sounds good. It's a hundred dollars in your pocket right now. Um, but you go down the road a year. You're like, fuck, man, I wish I would have got this version. I guarantee it. There's no, no reason to. And it's also a Blu-ray player. I mean, there's just a lot of reasons for it to me anyway. Yeah, and that, that, that's exactly what I told him after we uh, finished up the transaction. I'm like, look, man, now you don't have to pay $70 for games. Now you can get Gamefly. And yeah. for like $15 a month, you can keep out, you know, two titles at all times. The newest, latest thing that, that would cost you 70 bucks to pick up from a store. Now you don't have to do that. You can rent uh, and save yourself a whole lot of money. Yeah, yeah. There's just a lot of reasons for it, so... I'm glad I got my disc version because I was looking at the digital as well. And um, I think it's worth it. It uh, definitely, well, it's only hundred bucks more and and uh, you're, you're now can have multiple ways to get. And you know, like if I get so tired of Returnal, but how's that gonna happen? But if I did, I could sell it. Now I have an option to sell. Um, you can't sell exactly. digital, so. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's, a, that's true. Uh, Wolver Oz in the chat said, oh, yeah, I heard about that. Very cool of you, man. You know, it was really cool of him uh, because 
I mean, that guy sent me money up front. Like uh, I didn't just order the thing for the guy and, and, and then trust him to uh, pay me for it after like that guy on a whim sent me 500 bucks without, you know, just on the Ooh. promise that I'm going to do what I say. So, uh, get on that guy. And, uh, you know, uh, how funny he was, uh, how funny would it be if we went to start the show and I was like, I don't know where Wes is. And Wes just disappeared over $500 just disappeared gone. Um, but yeah, you're right. It's not like it's somebody in the community that you like uh, crossing fingers. Um, let me just send me some money. Um, but, uh, that's definitely, uh, that is cool of them. Be banning him on, on like <laughs> the next show, ban him, ban him from the discord, ban him from the YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh, and you get the best of both worlds, Onakazi. He says he's got two PS5 games so far, paid 40 for each. Um, you know, I haven't, I don't think I've paid full price for any game. Like, I think I paid $40 for the uh, disc version of RE8, you know, and like there's just a lot of good sales on the, or the physical copies. Yeah, he says he's already close to breaking even versus the digital version. You see, that's the way it was with me. Like, I've got a stack of PSVR games like this, physical games, uh, most of which came from Gamefly. I, I just ended up keeping it, buying it from them. And um, they're games that I want, you know, games that, that if I went to an all-digital console that I would have to end up rebuying. So it kind of paid for me just to go ahead and get the uh, – the, uh, physical version anyway um because i was going to end up spending that money one way or the other yeah absolutely pd says you know who would have took the 500 and ran my mom i made sure i put hit the right one because i'd hate to accuse mash daddy of that uh you know what i mean you don't accuse people of taking money and running unless they're your mom uh, D-Real has a good point. He says, plus some titles have a short print cycle and they have a lot of worth reselling. That's a good point. If you have a copy of uh, Job Simulator on uh, PlayStation, I mean, you could sell that thing for like $200 right now because uh, it's out of print and uh, it's a collector's item. Yeah, true. Well, uh, let me ask you, Jim. Jim says he can't be bothered changing discs anymore. He's all digital here and out. Um how often do you switch discs man i'm not like swapping them out like i'm a fucking dj bro like i you know what i mean i've returnal usually sits in there i've got you know hades is digital um you know I, when i go to play a couple of other games uh, i'll switch them out but i don't know i guess it depends on how often you switch around right 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 well typically i'm not playing a bunch of different things at a time uh, i mean i might switch games once but uh, I'm like you, like I'll play the physical game first. And then uh, if I play something else, I'll switch to a digital game. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Paradise of the Case says, I have one disc in my PS5 and it's Returnal. Same here. <laughs> Returnal's in my PS5. It stays in it. I'm daunted, Wes. I need to get back into it. But it's so deep and so much work that um, I think I, it's going to have to be on a stream to force me to, to really dig in again. It's been a break, good break. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And uh, I think we need to uh, make a hard left here because somehow we've uh, taken our Google Stadia talk <laughs> and peered all the way back to the top of the episode and back in the PlayStation. It just shows you the uh, what kind of uh, you know excitement there is around the 
PS5 and, and PS5 VR. That's true. Very true. Hard not to talk about it, right? It is hard not to talk about it. It's exciting. We're really, we're a lot closer than we thought we were. And uh, that means we're closer to the, the next gen of VR. That's crazy. Months, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's awesome. Uh, but again, I, I do expect uh, Facebook to head everyone off at the pass. And uh, that leads us into our next headline. Oculus Quest Pro reference hidden in the latest software mentions face and eye tracking. So Roots, uh, you remember it wasn't that long ago when uh, it was revealed that the Sony headset would have eye tracking. And immediately, uh, John Carmack takes to Twitter downplaying uh, the impact of having eye tracking in your headset. And what did I say then? I said, you watch, at least by the time that, uh, or at least within six months of the Sony headset coming out, Facebook will have a headset out, and that headset will have eye tracking. And here we are. It looks like uh, Facebook. I mean, if, if it don't come out right when the PS5 VR comes out, it might even come out even sooner with uh, face tracking and eye tracking. That's crazy. Let me ask you this. What do you think is going to be um, featured in there besides eye tracking and, and um, facial features? Do you think there'll be a, a beefier hardware? I mean, or is it going to be exactly the same with just a couple of tweaks? Because that's not really a pro to me. I mean, it is, but it's not. There's got to be something else changed, right? I think that that specifically is why it's a pro and not Quest 3. I mean, if it had a updated uh, CPU, GPU in it, then it would be Quest 3. It wouldn't be Quest, Quest Pro. So I, I think, uh, I don't More think you're going to see maybe? a lot. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, they might put an OLED in it. I mean, that, that I see as a possibility. It might have face tracking, eye tracking, and then like an OLED uh, panel inside for a higher contrast and, and more vivid colors. And I guess um, we can't discount the IPD, you know, like if your eye tracking is now in there, it's going to automatically you do your IPD for everybody. It's going to be like having a shoe made around your foot, right? It's going to be perfect IPD. It should be anyway. Right. And, and there are applications that can be built around that eye tracking, which allow you to get more out of the XR2 chip that's in the, the Quest 2. So uh, th they will probably see a small performance boost just because they have that eye tracking in there. That's true. You won't even need a, a better processor because of the eye tracking. Wolverza, uh, talk about edge, double-edged sword, the eye tracking, facial tracking is super, super suspect. And uh, talking to me, I, I completely agree. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's just what can they do with it? Um, you know and uh we have no idea i mean it's i'm not naive enough to think that it's just all roses and and candy right but uh i mean everything is used against us these days so what are you gonna do just throw up my hands gaming science teacher asked if it does have eye tracking is it going to be using dynamic foveated rendering i, I would think so maybe not at launch but that's certainly something I would expect to see. They've been working on that tech for years at this point. And uh, I think the XR2 chip is powerful enough to uh, to run applications like that. So I would expect it, yeah, within a year that we would see some uh, use of dynamic foveated rendering uh, in the uh, in the Quest Pro applications. Yeah. yeah and uh, so we need to... Oh, go ahead. 
No, I was going to say we need to recognize though what it means. Pro Quest Pro. It means professional, which mm. would indicate that the, the use case for it is going to be more productivity as opposed to gaming. Yeah, true, true. Um, gaming science teacher says pro feature, maybe a hot swappable battery, which is a, a good point. And, um, Noel has a good point. Uh, digital is funny. Uh, Oculus removed Marvel powers VR without telling anybody and then made a big, you know, to do to try to get a refund. And that's pretty much, that's the, that is a problem with, with digital as well. It's like, if they just decide to remove it from your library, you have no recourse. Now, of course, if they remove a, um, say a, a server, you're not going to be able to go play that game anyway. But maybe, if, you know, if for whatever reason um, they remove your that game, it's gone. Digital. There's not even, you don't even have the box to look at. At least I can look at Returnal and remember my times when I played it, you know, um, which would be horrible if it just disappeared, right? Right. Absolutely. Uh, Onakazi says the Quest 2 XR2 is underclocked. They could get a boost by having it run at full speed. That's a good point. Uh, the Quest 2 Pro could have advanced cooling built into it, which allows you to really get the most out of your XR2. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Very true. Uh, Space Denison said, is that what the uh, PS4 Pro is? No. With the PS4 Pro, that's that's just a gimmick, a naming gimmick. I don't think that that would be the case with something like a, a VR headset. I think if they say Pro... They're going to come out and they're going to say this is intended for productivity. It's intended for professionals. Yeah, I agree. Um, headline, Oculus Quest V33 update begins rollout, adding AirLink improvements. Uh, it's not just AirLink improvements either, by the way. It's, it's also uh, wired link improvements. Mm. Uh, the improvements specifically uh, visual. Apparently, they're, they're using a new kind of a a visual um, tool that al allows for a more sharp picture in the headset. Oh, wow. So I need to start checking and start being frustrated and not getting who, why haven't I gotten number 33? Damn it. I guess you can force it now, right? There's a way to actually force your update. There used to be, I thought. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm sure there is. Um, I don't think that uh, V33 has rolled out to everyone oh. yet. Um it might still be in the, well actually you might be able to uh to force the update now like super recently uh but but up until like the last week it was uh in in beta so mm. uh it depends on if you have the the beta thing in, enabled or not but um yeah i'm sure that there's a way to do it if uh if you want to go through the uh trouble uh, it's not like a big groundbreak, like like game breaking thing or anything. It's just supposed to be a marginal increase visually uh, yeah. using Link. Okay. Well, anything that makes it uh, run better or look better is good in my book, right? Well, here we have Dark Angel in the chat saying, My home environment definitely looks crisper with V33. Damn it, Dark Angel. Why are you telling me this? Now you're telling me you have it already. Roots needs it. Why doesn't Roots have it? I don't even know. Maybe I've got it already for all I know. I don't remember. I don't leave my headset on, so um, I definitely wouldn't have probably have it on the Quest version. Um, but maybe my now do we have to is there a, a 33 version for the uh, for the um, Oculus as well or the, you know, the PC end of it? 
or do you know that what's oculus pc well yeah exactly well that's what's weird is like you could have the uh you could have the right thing but you don't have the right software on your pc or vice versa and they conflict right and then you really don't have 33 or any of the features anyway yeah, any of those weird feelings about the number 33 roots like do you want version 33 mm, do you, do you get, maybe i do skip it like, do you see like the pyramid and the eyeball when you when you start thinking about it? Maybe like I, I should. Do? Maybe I should skip it. Maybe if I put thirty three on, the eye tracking is gonna suck me in, and uh, oh, we don't have the eye tracking yet. We're good. Is it is it a coincidence, Roots, that it's version thirty three the first time we ever hear any code for eye tracking? <laughs> I think it is. I think it's coincidence, or it's a it's an elaborate ruse. Um, it's all designed to throw us off off track. And uh... <laughs> right. uh, anyway, um, we're about to move out of our little hardware talk segment here. I, I just wanted to throw all this stuff. This is all stuff that came out within the last week from Sony, from Apple, from Google, from Facebook. Things are ramping up in a big way. And you know, for all of you out there who argued that oculus rift s oculus quest that this wasn't a true gen 2 uh for vr uh well you're about to get your gen 2 for vr in 2023 uh i'm sorry 2022 uh and it's not going to be later 2022 it's going to start pretty much right off the top and um it's exciting we've been waiting on this for pretty much the whole time we've been waiting on this and uh if Quest Pro is this year roots, you know what that means? That means next year, more than likely, we're going to start to see or get our first look at the Facebook device, which uses um, Verifocal, which is going to be a revolution unto itself. Yeah, that's the next step, right? So, man, how close you think? mid next year maybe i don't know i I mean i guess if the pro comes out in october man that's what's crazy we're already mid-september you know what mash say it was october 28th we're talking about six weeks the pro could be on the on the scene do you have your money set aside for the pro i'm not gonna get one what unless 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 they like really surprise me the features that i'm not expecting uh, I'm, I've already got two quest twos. I'm just going to wait on my PlayStation, uh, mm. which I fully expect that I'm, well, not fully expect. I, I think that I could be pre-ordering in December. So what if they gave you 512 K that's a big difference, right? Like, I don't give a shit about the space. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it would take for me to really get it. Cause that's on my mind as well. I was like, I got, you know, a couple more months later, I'm going to be buying the PlayStation VR two um or playstation 5 vr rather so if they price it modestly say it's 500 dollars, and it has a higher resolution oled panel maybe even with a little bit more field of view and then they say um that the eye tracking is going to be used to some extent uh for performance that would be something i would have to consider yeah. I might would even consider selling one of my uh, Quest 2s that I have just so I can upgrade to that. Well, that's exactly what uh, you do. Why not, right? 
Well, why not? It's because I could really, I wouldn't mind having three. (laughs) (laughs) That's why not. But uh, I I don't expect that's going to be the case. I I think that it's going to be a quest to, uh, with a a couple of new bells and whistles that aren't really going to have a big impact for gaming. And um, I don't think that I'll end up buying one day one. What about a wider field of view? Noel says if they give us a big wider uh, field of view, uh, Noel's in. I, I think sure, I would have to be sure. in as well. Yeah, yeah. If they give us 20, 30, 40 more degrees in the field of view, then, I mean, that's really kind of the top of my wish list as far as things that's doable right now mm. in this gen of VR. Like, like I kind of feel like the these, like Quest 2 should have had a wider field of view to begin with, but I get why it didn't. Um, the thing that makes Quest and Quest 2 so revolutionary is how accessible they are. And they wanted to not only come out with a sequel that blows away the first quest in every department, but they also wanted to come out with a sequel that cost less uh, than the first quest, which was already ridiculously priced at $400. Um, so, yeah, uh, a little bit more field of view. Um, and, and now I'm listening. Now I'm thinking about it, right? Yeah, absolutely. And um, gaming science teacher says too, um, I I didn't even think about this, ergonomics, right? Smaller, lighter, maybe. Uh, Maybe it's got a a better battery, uh, newer uh, technology that lasts longer. I mean, there could be, there could be some things in there that's like, okay, we, you know, the the weight's the same, or it's a little bit lighter, but the battery is triple the the time. Now you it lasts six hours. That's almost a no brainer for me um you know because right now that's one of the biggest gripes for people is the battery doesn't last long and if we're going wider field of view and we're having all these other things you know then maybe you have to kick it down to 80 instead of 90 i don't know there's going to be concessions right things you have to adjust and look at so yeah i i feel like i don't know about the battery um i do feel like uh that there will be improvements in the design and obviously the build quality i mean if this is a pro and it's a professional uh product that's meant for professionals i would expect it to be made out of premium materials be more comfortable out of the box and so on and so forth and probably would have a little more battery to it although you know bigger batteries means more weight Mm. um so i wouldn't expect it to be a a game changer in, in those terms yeah who knows a lot of speculation but uh good news is we may not have to wait that long last six weeks we could have this thing in our hands or at least uh, in some of our hands so that's true that's true so uh exciting times again uh i think we're sitting at the precipice to that true generational jump that the uh the hardcores have been asking for all these years so uh i look forward to uh, to watching it all unfold. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to Anthony's video about uh, when this all unfolds. Will he be? Will it be enough? You know, <laughs> no, no chance <laughs> in hell. Uh, he wants. He Facebook, needs to go in the future. What are you doing? Fifty years. I think he'd be happy uh, with the technology because that's what we all want, right? We want the uh, the holodeck from the Star Trek. Um, I don't care about the Ready Player One. I want the holodeck. I can go in my a room and it just turns into whatever, you know. That was pretty cool. Absolutely. Anyway, let, let's get off hardware here. Let's talk a little software. Headline, Felix and Paul Studios win Emmy 
for Space Explorers, the ISS experience. We've talked a little bit about this uh, Space Explorers before. Episodic uh, VR experience uh, detailing um, space and, and uh, astronauts. I mean, it, they're working closely with NASA to bring groundbreaking um, video to VR. And almost, even to the point of now having a uh, custom camera rig on the International Space Station, mm. uh, you know, capturing space in full 360 3D. Um, and it's not gone unnoticed. They, they win an Emmy this past week for their work on this series. Well, who doesn't want to go to space? Well, flat earthers don't want to go to space because it doesn't exist. But um, I'll tell you what, I you know, one of the things I've always been fascinated with space and um i need to go into this thing i went in, is this is the same one they did years ago but it's redone or is this a completely new one i'm sorry what was the question well they well they did that iss thing or somebody did an iss years ago is this the same one or is this a completely new one well this isn't years old no no this is uh this is a fairly recent uh experience okay well, i need to get in there because i want to go to space because it uh i love it yeah, uh, it's pretty cool. You can watch like a uh, preview, like they'll show you like the first couple of minutes, I think, of a couple of them. It's pretty cool. I went in there and checked it out. I enjoyed it. Yeah, well, I definitely the Felix and Paul is amazing. They they also did the um, the uh, the circus things, right? That was pretty cool. I really enjoyed that one. I can't remember the um, can't remember what the name of it is. I thought now that I want to think about it, thought uh, Cirque du Soleil or whatever. Right, they right, did. Right. Cirque du Soleil. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, it was really cool. The gaming science teacher says, "I still love Jurassic World Blue from Felix and Paul. Use it as a demo at school all the time." Okay. So, oh, cool. P PD says they uh, this is new. They sent a VR camera up with SpaceX launch. Oh, cool. Well, I'm gonna have to check it out because uh, that means the technology is new, and uh, Elon Musk maybe he he's in there. He comes in waves or something. That'd be cool, right? What's up? He's in a Tesla driving around. So. Yeah, they're flying around. <laughs> oh, man, that'd be cool if they could fly. Uh, headline, Baobab Studios nabs its ninth Emmy Award thanks to Baba Yaga. Uh, so we covered Baba Yaga on, uh, on our program when it was released, and uh, it was super cool, man. It was nice. To have like a hybrid experience it wasn't quite a game uh but it was a bit interactive and the cool part about it was uh your decisions affect the uh course of the storyline what happens is uh all based around what you choose um super cool experience and and very happy for baobab studios as they nab their ninth emmy award yeah, well, it's good for us too, right? Because uh, it's recognized and um, it was amazing. And um, it just shows we're going to get more and more stuff like this, right? We want to go into that full-fledged 90-minute movie experience uh, where we're in the movie watching it, right? That's going to be the next level uh, of, of entertainment. I think that would be the only thing that would make me want to watch a movie anymore would be that something different that's going to put me right in the middle of it because uh, watching it in front of a screen anymore is 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 totally not my deal. So, which I, I do think this is uh, 
this is in the cards for us now and it's not that far away uh, we've always been limited before by the quality of the cameras by the quality of the screens in our headset it's never been quite good enough to uh for, for vr cinema to be a real thing uh but that's that's all changing now and uh i think that we're going to see it change really soon so, yeah uh, and i think that you're right stuff like this is just an indicator um, that it is being recognized and uh, again happy for Bail Bob happy for Felix and Paul happy that these VR studios are getting the recognition that they deserve for being pioneers in this field yeah absolutely somebody has to go first right and uh, and then we're getting to a time where that you know people don't want to go to the movies anymore everybody's being watching them in in their house and this is a perfect time for for even the actors they can do their acting from home and like i mean you know nobody has to go anywhere it's all voice acting right except for i guess the uh people putting it together in the, the animations so yeah yeah what a huge missed opportunity for big screen man like this is the time that big screen should be coming out with day and date releases from the the real theater and that would that would make their application blow up big time uh but they haven't been able to land that deal yet man that deal that uh does what hbo max does on the flat screen and allows you to watch uh day and date uh theater releases um as they as they hit the market the biggest problem that they have in that as far as the 3d movies or whatever is i you need to be able to order it from within the, the headset within the program i don't not online you know that's that's a little weird um not everybody likes to go online it's probably enough for them to be in the damn headset they don't use any technology and now they want to oh now you want me to go log online and buy a ticket i'm done i'm out um you know so so i'm sure that um that all that stuff is going to be streamlined over time i would imagine yeah absolutely and onakazi makes a good point you know to get that real movie theater experience all you have to do is really just spill a soda on the floor and let it get all sticky. Maybe get some popcorn, throw it around a little bit, and then you're you're all at home, right? So Yeah, then you can invite people in to, to talk over <laughs> the movie so that you can get all pissed off but not say anything because you don't want to be rude. <laughs> Nudge your wife, you know. Oh, those fuckers, man, they need to shut up. <laughs> Bear that's the case is my dream is for James Cameron to surprise us and say Avatar 2, if we have a VR headset, we can be in the movie. He already said that Avatar 2 will kickstart 3D again. Hmm. Yeah, that'd be cool. I heard that. Yeah. Um, headline, Microsoft Flight Simulator is finally getting VR controller support coming mid-November. Uh, so, Roots, we talked last week about Microsoft Flight Simulator and a big update they just had. One of many big updates, which continues to not only grow the map, but uh, improve performance inside of and outside of VR. And uh, I kind of speculated that the time may getting be getting near for me finally to try this thing out, that it might finally be to a polished enough point where I could get into it without much friction and enjoy it. Uh, but it seems like I might should wait just a little bit longer, huh? So I can have the full VR controller support experience. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I definitely think it would be cool. Um... I don't know if it's going to, how much different it's going to be, but, uh, I mean, obviously having hand presence in there will be cool. Um, but I definitely think it's time to go in there either way. I need to get in there and check it out. Yeah, me too. 
and again i guess it probably wouldn't make that big of a difference because it's not about flying the planes for me it's about riding in the planes like put me in autopilot bro and just take me for a ride you're gonna go to japan that'd be hard to explain to your wife like i gotta go on a quick flight real quick to japan for seven hours or 12 hours or whatever you could do a live stream i don't know what you would talk to your stream about as you're because you're not flying the plane um but uh it's definitely unique it's it's um it's a definitely a unique experience i think well um so i'm sure we'll be checking it out next time there's a lull in the uh, vr release uh calendar which god knows when that'll be probably january but uh whenever that happens we'll, we'll make sure to uh, get in and check out some flights in yeah sure headline wraith the oblivion afterlife tiptoes on the psvr in october so uh roots you know quest and pc both treated to the release of this months ago uh with a delay coming for the psvr version and if you're going to delay a game like wraith the oblivion afterlife uh you could pick no better time to release it than october i think this is a great move on their part i think they're going to sell a ton of copies of this game on playstation vr and i'm excited to see how well received it is because this is a solid solid game uh you know among the upper echelon in uh, vr horror crazy right uh, seances and shit some weird stuff going on in that mansion for sure huge mansion to explore highly story driven uh experience and uh downright scary from time to time yeah yeah absolutely yeah, so happy to see this one coming to playstation and uh can't wait to see what that uh, community thinks about it i think you're gonna love it so we'll see I think so too uh, as long as they stick with it uh you know it uh, it takes it a little while to take off but uh once you get to that halfway point of the game the second half of the game is outstanding and noel says see we share with sony but they don't share with us what the hell bro that's bullcrap actually we've been getting a lot of games coming over to the pc game uh world and uh, i think that's going to increase as they um shed the old system for the new why not make more money on the pc crowd right 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 and, uh, and i wouldn't quite look at the wraith as a an example of a pc sharing with sony it just that it was they were developed concurrently the pc or the playstation version was um just delayed the, the launch was delayed a little bit it's not a port is my point yeah and uh the icon has a good point great game he loved it just close the doors behind you yeah don't be lazy you're gonna regret it if you leave them open uh Onikazi says we got persistence that's true you got persistence you got falcon age you got tetris effect uh i mean there's a ton of uh of i mean the table of tales just released this past week Ari seven um, in the future alvo yeah alvo um yeah, I mean, there, there's tons. There's tons of games that were formerly, uh, Res Infinite, uh, formerly PlayStation VR exclusive that are now playable on PC as well. Polybius is a great one. I think the line is blurring like no other time. Um, you know, and we've seen that with like crossplay with between consoles and stuff that never existed before. Uh, so we're starting to see a little merger in some of these things. And, um, I think uh, it makes sense from a business standpoint to get as many people playing your games over time, right? If you feel like you've juiced it enough, you're not getting any more money, why not, you know, throw it to the PC people 
let them uh right you know enjoy it too yeah you put these sony uh ips like last gen sony uh exclusives onto pc it, what it does is it creates a, an appetite for people to play the sequels on ps5 right so like these people that are getting uh horizon zero dawn for example on pc right now you know when horizon forbidden west comes out in a couple months these people are going to be uh you know they're going to want to play it and the only way they're going to be able to is by picking up a playstation 5 so it makes a lot of business sense they're going to want to play it with no load screens and that's the only way to play it that way is on playstation 5 as well and gaming science teacher has a good point moss was also one of those ones how cool would it be if moss 2 was psvr exclusive for a while um that would be cool yeah i think that's going to be the case um yeah that's a great point gaming science teacher and while we're talking about rate the oblivion afterlife uh fast travel games first title apex construct was a playstation vr exclusive oh. that came to pc that's true so yeah there you go those happen a lot a lot more than we thought right now that we actually stop and think about it yeah pc needs to share some exclusives with sony sony shares with them yeah that's true what the hell pc what are you doing imagine farpoint here they lie or uh rush of blood on pc though i, I would love to play any one of those on pc that would be amazing yeah i'm still waiting on my uh my next gen remasters of those like i'm hoping that uh you know sony already said they're going to do some of those remasters of gen one titles i hope hopefully all of those are included rush of blood 2 is what i want that would be awesome 100 percent. anyway uh last headline gunman contracts mod turns half-life alex into a mobster shooter so uh we talked a little bit about uh yesterday uh half-life alex the game that keeps on giving as we have all these mods and community created content constantly being released for it this is just the latest example of that gunman contracts uh, uh a mobster uh series uh that, that uh I, I guess has uh you know as most alex mods i mean it's a work in progress it's coming out episodically but uh it looks it looks great man yeah no like i said it's uh it's a uh um amazing what they're doing with source 2 right um alrighty and it's just a, a reason why you should own this game it's on sale right now and uh, it's what 35 dollars. if you don't own it already pick it up because this is not only the the game base game is amazing but um we're now up to at least a dozen of really amazing ones and then dozens more right of of other stuff that i have i have no idea what's out there so hundreds there's hundreds at this point um uh, user created campaigns or, or or levels uh that's uh in the alex steam vr workshop so uh it's it really is a steal it's a steal at 60 dollars, honestly uh to, to be able to get it on sale right now for 35 is kind of nuts yeah absolutely Anyway, uh, Gunman Contracts, check it out. Uh, free as always for anyone who owns the base game. So uh, there's a new one. There's a new one for you to get started on. Um, I tend to like the wait routes. I like to wait until they have a few episodes out before I start playing through these things. Well, it's like watching a TV series, right? It's always nice when if you're like three or four seasons behind and you can binge watch for 
a season or two, you really get into it. Um, when you're waiting a full, or in this case, maybe six months, three months, whatever. Um, yeah, I think waiting is probably a good thing. Wolverazzi in the chat says, Half-Life Alex is such a good game, but mods make it insanely needed VR game if you own a PC VR capable PC. I agree 100%. Yeah. Nailed it. Yep. Uh, anyway, that's going to wrap up headlines, but uh, we're going to kind of stick to the subject matter a little bit as we get into the main gaming portion of the news this week. A VR mod for Valve's legendary first-person shooter, Half-Life 2, is apparently back from the dead, years after losing compatibility with modern headsets. Originally released in 2013 on the original Oculus Rift DK1, the Half-Life 2 VR mod allowed early adopters to play through the entirety of Half-Life 2's single-player campaign in VR with support for the Razer Hydra motion controllers. Unfortunately, the mod eventually lost compatibility with the newer hardware as the first Tumor VR headsets began to hit the market. In 2017, the original creators announced plans to bring the mod to modern headsets with additional locomotion mechanics, an optimized user interface, and other CVR uh, back in 2017. Uh, this was kind of the holy grail. Now, this was behind. This was before there was any kind of indication that Valve was ever going to release any kind of Half-Life game in VR. Uh, people were super excited at the prospect uh, that this Half-Life 2 VR mod was going to be re-released. This was a mod that was out during the developmental days before consumer VR was even a thing. Uh, to the point where people were using those Razer Hydra controllers to play. It was before Oculus Touch. People were having to use these Razer, Razer Hydras to play the thing. But it was supposedly amazing back then, and people were super excited to get the updated version to the point where, again, Steam even like was going to let these guys publish it on, on uh, the Steam marketplace. Uh, but it never came to be... This thing just kind of got relegated to development hell. And when Half-Life Alex came out, everybody just kind of forgot about it anyway. Well, here we are, year after Half-Life Alex, and people are hungry for more Half-Life VR roots. And uh, who else? None other than the amazing Dr. Beef to the rescue. Uh, this is super cool, right? Yeah, it's super cool. Um, and Person Person says, if you don't want to uh, wait, you can get uh, play it right now on... Um on uh what is it gary's yeah mod. on the uh yeah gary's mod but um drew's got a good point in saying that you know doesn't want to have to mess with anything and i would imagine this is going to be a better version because it's it's valve's own code restored right so that i mean it, it if you played any of the other mods i would imagine this is going to be a better version than even the the way that you're able to play it right now on the gary's mod well just look at the at doom 3 on quest like that it's amazing the work that that they've done on that and they've updated it even more even since i've last played it like when the playstation vr version of doom 3 came out you know the the quest version was superior in most ways but there was a couple of things that that the psvr had on it well it didn't take dr beef 
long to realize this and he went straight away to update the quest version and, and now i mean it, it's pretty much better in every way on uh, on oculus quest and when you consider the uh the hardware that they're working with here i mean this literally classifies dr beef as a legit vr magician so uh, i'm super happy that he's the one behind this and i have the highest expectations for this mod now just because dr beef is involved so now you're going to be happy you didn't play through it right now you'll be able to actually play through it um in vr yeah yeah absolutely and um i mean how perfect is it i mean alex is kind of uh like a, a prequel anyway to uh to half-life 2 isn't it i think so i thought that's what it was right um yeah so yeah that'd be perfect uh, so yeah, super cool that this is uh, finally apparently going to happen. Um, glad, glad, I mean, this is just one more example of these classic flat games that I didn't catch. When, you know, that I never played flat that I'm going to get to experience for the first time in VR. And this is everybody's favorite game. You know, we talk about Half-Life Alex being everybody's favorite game. Half-Life 2 is everybody's favorite game. Yep, and uh, I get to experience it for the first time in VR, and I think that is pretty awesome. Yep. Now, how long we have to wait? That's the question, but it shouldn't be that long. Travelman three seven seven five says, "What's that new VR game that Doctor Beef was porting into VR? It was a modern Doom style game. I don't remember what the uh, what the name of it is, but I do remember what you're talking about. Absolutely, looks cool." Uh, anyway, what time is it, Roots? Ah, uh, it's quote time. It is quote time. Uh, this is a quote from Wormslayer, which was the original creator of the Half-Life 2 VR mod. Quote, A couple of weeks ago, Dr. Beef and Kabbalistic stepped up to see how we could revitalize the project and get it out the door. The goal has been to make sense of the existing work the previous team had done and to polish it enough to get some open source version released as soon as possible, at least in an alpha state, so that others could contribute to polish it up. In just the last couple of weeks, Dr. Beef has rewritten almost all of the VR code to run a whole lot better, and even ported the game's, I'm sorry, even ported the engine's VR implementation to use Vulkan instead of DirectX 9, with the help of DXVK. Current VR APIs only work with DX11 and above. He's also fixed a lot of the game-breaking issues that were in the original build. Kabbalistic has also done some magic and has gotten MSAA working on the textures as well. So uh, again, Dr. Beef hits this thing running, man, and within a week, he's already rewritten the entire VR code and ported it into Vulcan uh, out of DX9. Uh, they've got anti-aliasing working on it. And again, this is in a couple of weeks' time. It's just crazy. Uh, why, why aren't all games not in VR? If I mean, they're really starting to become no excuse outside of somebody taking the time, right? So The reason why uh, is because most people don't go into these people like Luke Ross and Dr. Beef. People don't go into their Patreons like they should and donate to these people. If it was more profitable, then we would have every game being modded into VR. I'm not giving money for a fucking mod. 
Well, that's what people say. I'm like, why would I give somebody the uh, money to play Red Dead Redemption 2 in VR? This is bullshit. Like, this dude quit his job and went full-time bringing VR games into VR. Or flat games into VR, right? Like, he has to, he has to live. And let's make it, a, give, give him incentive. Make it profitable so he wants to do it. So. Right, and if it becomes profitable for him, then it's just going to attract more people into doing it. Right? There, there are more people out there who are capable. The reason why we revere people like Dr. Beef and Luke Ross is because they're doing it when it's not that profitable. They're doing it for the love of the game. And uh, that's why these people are held in such high regard. Yeah. Well, and think what they can do with this one, too. They've got Steam's blessing, right? Like, so that means they, they can do a lot more than just doing, you know, they could probably get and probably have gotten code from Steam, right, to make it work better. So that's cool. Right. Yeah. Um, you're probably right. And the, the question now with it, we don't have a word on the official release date. Uh, but they're at, the, the point they're at right now is they're trying to decide uh, which engine to proceed in. Because they could keep up with their original engine, which would allow it to become open source and everyone else to work on it. But there's a lot of... Um, there's a lot of upside to moving it into the CSGO engine. Uh, namely, uh, it will allow them some much needed um, experience to bring other games uh, into VR through that engine. So they're kind of debating right now whether or not they should stick with what they're using and allow it to be open source so people can help or to switch over to that other engine and lay the groundwork for future games so that's where they're at right now um i don't expect them to be there very long the, the way dr beef works he, he works fast we don't have a word on a release date for this yet but uh i would imagine within six months we'll probably see something from them i agree people uh paradise to gay says people like dr beef open the eyes of the original devs that's exactly true you know you see your creation put into vr you look at your guys around you and like why didn't we do this and then it's, it plants that seed, right, for the future pro, uh, game. So. Not only that, but these uh, these people who create these games, they get to go in years later now, put a headset on, and experience their game from the inside. And I can only imagine what kind of impact that has on someone to really experience their creation, which they thought they knew inside and out from uh, a whole new perspective and in greater detail than they've ever experienced it before. Yeah. Uh, I got to imagine, you know, these, these game developers, uh, these people are artists at heart. So I got to imagine, you know, experiencing your art from the inside has to be profound for a lot of these guys. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Kazi says the amount of people who immediately turn up their nose and declare the mod sucks because it doesn't have full motion controls is depressingly high. I agree with that. Uh, I, I don't think that it's a necessity by any means. It's a it's a nice it's a nice luxury to have, and uh, Doctor Beef, notably um, good at adding motion controls into these games, um, but it isn't a necessity in in my personal experience. Mm. Uh, just being in these classic games, period, is rewarding enough. 
Ah, Wolverazzo completely going against it. Says it's important for the forward motion of VR in general to work mostly on hand motion control as it is the best way to experience VR. Getting more people in VR, we need the draw without the confusion. Well, there's a point to be made there. I just think that there's going to be a stepping stone where um, you, you're going to need to do both. And uh, I think we're going to see a lot of third-person third games with you know regular controls in the interim. I don't, I'll tell you what, man, just getting in that Godfather or the Mafia game and being in that world and looking around and driving around the town and stuff was, and or GTA 5 or any of these games I've played lately has been amazing. I can't imagine uh, saying I just not, I need full hand motion control and I'm not going to go in there. Um, so, right. And to the point about bringing people into VR, you know, that's not something that, that newbies are focused on. That's something that VR veterans are focused on is motion controls. That's not a selling point one way or the other for people coming into VR. The, these people just want to see their favorite IPs in the headset. And uh, if that means uh, modding it in without the, uh, the the hand presence, then so be it. You know, and It gets us in there today instead of right. three years from now, right? Right, exactly. Which, you know, a lot of people um, you know, trying to use this uh, as an excuse to crap on the idea of uh, GTA 5 PSVR, which is pretty much uh, a likelihood at this point that that's going to be something that we see launch with the headset. Um, I, you know, I don't think that it's going to be a failure if it is gamepad-style controls with it. Um now, with that said, I, I don't necessarily think that's going to be the case. I, honestly, I could see them putting uh, hand tracking in it, but it's not a necessity. I think that um, the fact that you're going to have GTA 5 officially in VR is going to be huge, not only because, you know, you're not going to have any kind of setup or jank like you have with the PC modding, uh, but you're going to have access to the entire feature set, I would imagine, including GTA Online, which is that's a game changer for vr if we can play gta online in vr i mean that's kind of the what i've always called the singularity right that's the ultimate headset seller yeah absolutely and um gta online gta 5 online i'd rather play that over the store i've played through the story before uh there's so much to do in that online world and there's just crazy amounts of people in there um running around killing each other it's it's chaos you get in there with a group of your friends it's an amazing fun time even flat so um i agree that i think the online uh multiplayer is going to make a, a huge difference and um you're not going to want to play it on pc because you're not going to have that option at least not through the mod and it's not going to have any jank it's going to be 100 percent uh supported by rockstar right so uh, Wolverine says, I disagree. Getting peeps into VR, they need to experience it correctly, or they think that VR is not ready yet, again and again and again. Or, Wolverine, or people get into VR and the learning curve is just too much for them and it overwhelms them, uh, whereas having a, media, a middle ground for them to get their feet wet with a control scheme that they're already familiar with, uh, they might feel a bit more comfortable about playing in VR. There's different ways to look at it. Uh, all of them have uh, some validity, and I think the point is here is that there's no catch-all here. I mean, 
it really it varies on a game-to-game basis uh, what kind of control scheme works the best. Uh, I think when we start getting into absolutes uh, is when we start to uh, uh, exercise some flawed thinking. Um, you know, each game is its own experience, and what's best for that game really depends on that, you know, how it's put together and how it plays in VR. Yeah, I agree. Anyway, uh, moving on uh, out of the world of mods and into built from the ground up VR gaming. Uh, this past week, Mirage Soft announced that the next major update for real VR fishing is set to arrive in October, improving the mechanics while adding new features. The year two update aims to make the whole experience a lot more realistic. One of the more notable changes will see each fishing location provide various water depths with different fish residing at each level. This specific feature has been designed around real world data. So each species will actually be more, uh, or I'm sorry, will be more actually represented. Uh, The update will also bring with it more realistic fishing mechanics, including float fishing with live bait and the ability to reel and twitch lures to attract fish. Other enhancements include a reworked score to be more user-friendly, better tutorials, and improved audio to ensure a more immersive experience. The year two update will be free, and it launches October the 20th. Uh, Roots, we've been talking about this update for a long time. This is um, the update that's going to take this game from the realm of hybrid fishing game into the realm of being a fishing sim a legitimate vr fishing sim on oculus quest and this game's already beautiful and amazing as it is uh but really where it lacks is in the gameplay and i'm super happy to see that we're going to be able to take a more realistic approach with uh, the fishing in this fishing game yeah yeah it is a, a fishing sim right i guess it's a game i don't know is it that there's that other one that only two fishing games i know of that exist right on the quest one super cartoony and then the other one is is a more of a sim right i own this game still have yet to go into it uh maybe this is the time to play it right everybody raves about how good it is well it's funny when i went into this um i was trying to play it like a sim so like when it's talking about how they're adding in the ability to reel and twitch lures to attract fish that's what i was trying to do already it only it just didn't work the way that uh that it's supposed to work now it's going to and i think that that's awesome you know uh as it stands now it really the whole game is just about locating the fish it's not about what you do after you throw the uh you know the line out it's it's about what you do before that and then really the the whole as far as the the actual fishing mechanic, the whole thing is timing based. Like you decide when to hook the fish and really that's the whole thing. There's a bit of struggle with reeling it in. Uh, but as far as that, that period between when you cast and when the fish bites, uh, they're filling in that gap now with realistic mechanics. Not only that, but they're expanding it because now you can use bobbers and float fish uh, with live bait. Which again is just—I mean—that's how most of the fishing I've done in my life was done. So, um, 
super cool that they're doing this. And then, I mean, they're even getting to the point roots of, of uh, having different species of fish reside at the different depths of the water. I mean, that's pretty damn detailed for a fishing game. Yeah. Quest. Yeah. That's really detailed. I would imagine if you're like really love fishing, this is like the game to play. Uh, you know, I haven't been too much into fishing, but I do enjoy it. You know, one of the things that was cool about fishing is, you know, t hanging out with whoever you're hanging out with and drinking a beer or whatever. Um, so that's, that's what you need. You need multiplayer, which it has. Um, you need someone to get in there with them and just chill, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's the cool thing about this is the multiplayer. This is a, this is a game that, uh, you can play with your dad or you can play with your best bro. I mean, like, uh, you know, co-op makes everything better. Uh, but when it comes to a, like a fishing game, it's almost a necessity, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's very, again, well, I was going to say nobody goes fishing solo, but there's like a million people out there saying, whoa, what? Wait, well, that's the only way I fish. I'd never go with anybody. Uh, I wouldn't go fishing solo. Typically, I'm going to go with somebody else, but everybody's different. So, Yeah. Yeah, I'm the same way. Like, uh, I, I don't know if I've ever went fishing by myself. I always have friends and family with me when I go fishing. Yeah, me too. Traveling Man 3775, this is the one game I can put new people in and they are mind blown every time. Yeah, it's like photo real already. Like it's already photo real. It's beautiful. And uh, and now they're adding like the audio to match the visual quality and the uh, realistic fishing mechanics. I mean, this is about to become a legit VR game. And uh, I can't wait to uh, to get into it. We need to do this, Roots. Like immediately after this update drops, we need to get in here and uh, do, play some real VR. Yeah, games. we talked about it a long time ago. We definitely, definitely need to. You know, I'm, I'm lamenting a little bit though because we didn't get a chance to. Um, you know, this would have been a perfect candidate for that smell o vision thing. You know what I mean? The, the <laughs> you know, who doesn't want to smell fish, um, the rotten fish or whatever fish, uh, you know, uh, when you're fishing, right? I would just like the smell of the lake. Ooh, you know, when you when true. you go fishing, you go fishing. The the air has a certain quality to it that you know where you're at. You 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 know, if you were blindfolded, you would know you're at the lake. Um, so uh, that that would have been kind of cool uh, if that product had ever actually came to uh, fruition. Yeah, they'll come up with something, right? Like oh, some kind of nodes on, they put on your head that trigger something in your brain that uh, makes you think you smell like a, yeah does, i mean if we're talking about a smell uh device to, for use with vr it doesn't have to be attached to the headset that was the big drawback with the thing that they were trying to sell is that it was this mask that came down over your face i mean they could have a module that sits in the room with you that puts the scent out with a fan you know and make it so you can smell these things that's true it doesn't have to be right up in your face that was the problem nobody wants the chemical right there right right uh traveling man 3775 people just stare at the rod speechless turning it over and slack jawed the whole time uh you know who else just <laughs> stares at the rod speechless turning it over slack jawed the whole time my mom oh yeah she does i was thinking that too that's like that's one of her uh, signature moves. Roots the slack jaw. <laughs> the slack jaw. Oh, I hope so. 
uh anyway uh real vr fishing uh it's about to level up in a big way uh if you guys don't own this title pick it up uh it goes on sale from time to time but uh even at full price i mean this is already a great title it's only getting better yeah they just keep up upgrading it right so i mean this is i mean with the kind of updates that they're putting into this this is things going to be almost triple a quality when uh when they're done with this update like yep. it's already visually stunning yeah, and I think, uh, to have uh, the mechanics and the sound to match that is going to be crazy. I think about the people coming into VR right now. Like I feel, I feel almost a little bit salty. Like they're coming in, they're getting all this really cool shit right off the bat, and they're like, they're spoiled. They don't know the tech demos. They don't know all the hoops we had to, us early adopters had to jump through to, to even get into VR. Uh, you know, it's crazy. It kind of makes you appreciate the quest uh as a platform right because i mean we often criticize them how uh how strict they are with the curation of their store uh but the things that we talk about when we talk about playstation are the lack of friction the the high quality um i mean this is largely what people who are adopting vr today are experiencing with oculus quest 2 so uh, there is something to be said for that. Yeah, absolutely. Dark Angel says she's already always heard good things about that game, um, about this game. Uh, how many people can play together? Is it only two? I think so. I think it's just two. All right. At the moment. Not to say that that won't get updated later, but I do think it's just two players right now. Okay. Technoglitch says, I just want to make a fire while I watch you guys fish. Well, it sounds like we need to play uh, the forest. Yeah, that was that, or the green hell that's coming out soon, right? Or uh, I guess it's already out, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, no, it's coming out um, early next year. Green hell. Um, Onakazi says, "Don't know how awkward the Razor Hydra was to use." Uh, yeah, th this is something that I wasn't aware of until I don't know last six months. I learned about this Razer Hydra motion controller that, that was out with the DK1 era. The way I learned about it is I was, uh, you know, researching Crashland and the early iterations of that game on PC. And, uh, you know, the, the earliest iteration of it didn't have motion controls. And then people uh, modified it to use the uh, Razer Hydra controllers. Hmm. And uh, and that was when uh, Crashland really became something cool. That's crazy. Is the game cat says I think it's four player. Well, I guess now we gotta look. We have to. We gotta look. We gotta find out. So Thanks, Diz. Thanks a lot, stop, bro. Oh. Stop your typing, Simplex. And let me uh, look this up so we can make sure we get it right. All right. He's uh, not watching it live. He's in the. Uh, he's playing um, Death Loop or what's that one? That one game. I think it's Death Loop. Then everybody yeah, keeps talking. About. Yeah. Mm, forever ball the daily deal, peeps. Get in on your forever ball if you haven't already. All right, let's just do this the easy way and search it. How cool would it be if you went into this this fishing game, and you went in, and every there was just people everywhere, like there was no space. Like real life, when you go to fish and there's like every hour is it six feet or whatever, there's people just all the way up and down the thing, and you're like, okay, there's nowhere to fish. 
that would be pretty cool. Yeah, that um, uh, that has not been my experience with fishing. Like we we don't go fishing places where there's people all down the shoreline. And... Yeah, but see, I guess it just depends on where you live and what what's available. Sometimes you what you have what you have. Right? Well, that's true. I've I've never ever done that, but uh, I guess that's true. Some people might be in that situation. All right. Um, I have seen a lot of people, you know, at the boat dock when we go push off to uh, get in the water. Obviously, there's a lot of people putting their boats in the water. But when I'm fishing off the bank, typically I'm pretty secluded. I don't know, man. I can't find uh, a thing. It just says multiplayer. It says single user, multiplayer, and co-op. Um, it doesn't say on the Oculus Quest website. Hmm. Well, I guess uh, let us know in the comments below. You know, hopefully we're. Uh, I I see. I don't know. I never heard if there was more than two. Yeah, yeah. There's no indication that's easy to find anywhere. So I don't know. I guess we could ask Google as a last ditch here. Hey Google, Alexa. I wish I had Alexa in here with me. Uh, how many players in real VR fishing fam? Up to four players available in one room. So there you go. All right. Well, there you go. Real, All right. We just got our four right there. Mash Daddy says, let's get in there, fellas, for a money show. And Jim Hall follows up and says, I want to be the fourth. Well, he said four, Boom. but I'm I'm throwing Jim Hall in there with us. Uh, Done. Absolutely. So this uh, this thing comes out on October twentieth. Um, shortly thereafter, I say we do it. You know who else prefers it when there's four people? My mom. Oh yeah, she does. Absolutely, she does. I mean, she just got all excited when we, when we went from <laughs> two to four. You just got real excited. All right, man, that's awesome. So uh, some uh, interesting content ahead for you guys. Uh, that'll be at the ass end of uh, our horror marathon throughout the month of October. We'll be kicking straight out of blood and guts to uh, some some nice, slow, calm co-op fishing. So, How cool uh, would be if they, they brought this game with RE7 together? You're just peacefully fishing, and all of a sudden Jack comes out. Fuck, man. Have to beeline it out of there. Pretty cool. Uh, yeah, that was, or like uh, Jason can come up out of the water, like in uh, Friday the 13th. That's right. Three. Uh, anyway, let's move on to Larsonauts. This past week, Impulse Gear announced that it's VR hero shooter Larsonauts getting another free content update soon the zarius heist will come at the end of september and will bring with it roots private lobbies along with a new specialist a brand new map and a new game mode called payload the new payload objective mode will be the game's fourth mode joining deathmatch refuel and uplink that were available at launch the three update is coming at on september the 30th and impulse gear has stated that additional details will be coming very soon uh roots i have all these games 
that are right here on the top of our coverage list. Larsenots is right here. Like we were just talking about getting into Larsenots this week. Uh, apparently, maybe we should wait a week to do that because in 11 days, Larsenots is going to have substantially more content available. Yeah. I think it's better that way. It also showcases the game when the developers probably would want us to showcase it, right? When a new thing's dropping, um, I think it's a good right, idea. And, and, be, and besides that, besides that, the one thing that really keeps me out of this game when I'm looking for something to play, and I see Larsenots, I think, man, I want to play Larsenots. Let's get in there. But wait, I'm a noob, and this is a multiplayer game, and there's going to be a bunch of people in there I don't know. They're going to kick my ass. And I'm not even going to learn how to play. Now the game's going to have private lobbies. So now I can grab Roots. I can grab Masher and Techno Glitch and Voidcat and Drew and whoever else wants to come from our community, uh, Wolveraza. And we can all go in there and I can say, hey guys, take it easy on me. I'm trying to learn these controls. And then they'll kill me anyway. <laughs> but it'll be funny. At least it'll be funny. And then we can talk about it on the next episode. I think you'll own them. They think they got you, Wes. I'm just playing possum, man. I'm already like a pro at this thing, and they don't even know it. <laughs> I think go this game looks great, man. I think uh, that a lot about what I like about Pop 1 is in this game, uh, but there's a lot of difference in it, too, especially with the rule sets and the emphasis that they place on uh, character um you know, all these characters, they're not just a blank slate. They, these all have special abilities, special backstory. It's, you know, it's not a story-driven game, but uh, it's a game which takes place within a story, if that makes any sense. Um, this world, these characters, it's, uh, it's a unique thing, especially in VR. Yeah. yeah, find your favorite character, you know. I don't know if you'll be the guy with the shield or... Or uh, or not, but he's pretty badass. I don't know. I'll learn more about it as we go into it in the coming uh, week or two, the coming days. Uh, I'll learn more about the different character classes and, and try a few of them out. Um, I'm hoping that there's a single-player training mode, at least, that I can get into over the next few days just to get a feel for it uh, and get a little bit of time in the game before we go live with people. I I think you can play with bots. I'm not sure, but I, I, you do have to unlock different characters too. So if you want to play or figure out which ones you're going to want to play, you're going to want to play go in there and, and do that beforehand or else you're going to be stuck with what you have, right? Right, right. And, you know, I don't know which characters I'm going to want to play as, but I do know which one I'm not going to want to play as, and that's that one that melees people, the guy that's punching people. He's punching everybody. That, Dude, that's a powerful that punch. <laughs> uh, well, I bet, I bet, I bet it's like um, Path of the Warrior, where you walk up to people and push a button to punch them. Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember now, to be honest. But uh, definitely a fun, fast-paced game. PD checking out says I have to run. Later's all. Thanks for the show. Thanks for stopping by, PD. It's super late there, and uh, we appreciate it. Uh, anyways, um, I just wanted to mention that really quickly. Larsenot's Desarius Heist. Uh, you know, Larsenot's content already was about to come to the channel, but now it is certainly getting uh, a whole lot more interesting. And I meant what I said, guys. We're going to need people in these private lobbies 
So uh, if you haven't already, be sure to join the Discord because that's where we'll put these games together when the time comes. Yep. All right. Well, uh, that's going to bring us to our last topic of the day, Captain Toonhead versus the Punks from Outer Space. A new Oculus Quest listing for Captain Toonhead versus the Punks from Outer Space has surfaced recently, revealing that the title is scheduled for release later this month. Developer Terrorvision Games describes the title as a true first-person tower defense designed for VR. But this is not your diorama-style VR tower defense. In Captain Toonhead, you'll move all over the map, hammering away to upgrade your towers while throwing overpowered shanklas recklessly. You'll take manual control of your towers to unleash streams of heavy metal-powered hot sauce and shoot electric beams from your weaponized pizza at your enemies. After the squad sent by the WTF got fried in the burrito incident, mm. it falls to Elliot Salazar, the cartoon-obsessed facility technician and the only survivor to save Earth. There's a new captain on board, Captain Toonhead, the hero that we got stuck with. Um, the game promises a balance of action and strategy, as shooting alone will not defeat the waves of cyber chickens and terror sharks. Uh, Roots, I look forward to checking this one out, as uh, these obviously very creative developers continue to use VR to redefine traditional gaming genres. So like Tower Defense, something that I was never interested in, something I never liked before VR. But Jenny and Thanko Trial by Spire opened my eyes a bit to what uh, a little bit of innovation along with the, you know, the right headset can do for a genre like this. And I think that this Captain Toonhead is just more of what made Jenny and Thanko so great. It's not a traditional tower defense game. It's a whole new kind of tower defense game. And this one looks like it's action-packed, and uh, it's just as much about the action as the strategy. Looks entertaining. I don't know much about Captain Tuna, but it definitely looks colorful and looks like I'm going to be thinking, what the hell is going on here? Um, and uh, and it that, like you said, it gives you a different take on the um, this whole genre, which is pretty cool, right? It's uh, I'm not much into tower defense either, but a tower defense kind of, to me, at least in this, this is a, like a first-person shooter um wave shooter slash puzzle game you know because the tower defense is you're constantly trying to figure out the best way to take out these waves right you get a little bit further and then uh, maybe this got some story that uh gets unfolded but um definitely looks interesting to me as well yeah it looks very detailed too like with the progression systems and things that they have in play here obviously we don't have details of it yet but just from the look of it uh it looks like the gameplay is action-based uh, but if you, you, you're not very engaged at a strategic level, you're not going to make it very far. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, like Onakazi says, weaponized pizza, cowabunga, you know, like who doesn't want weaponized pizza? Right, right, right. Yeah. This game looks like it was, uh, pulled straight out of the nineties, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Even like the color palette, like, uh, these guys know what they're doing. Um, we're looking at maybe getting these guys on roots. Like I was talking to their uh, studio a couple of months back and 
they're certainly eager to come on and talk about their game, so we might have to have these dudes on. They certainly seem, from the looks of their game, to be interesting individuals. Yeah, that'd be cool, man. You know, I always like to pick the brains of uh, of creators, right? Yeah, especially brains that put forth things like this. I mean, obviously, these guys are engaging in a little bit of uh, recreational activity in their spare time uh, <laughs> because most people aren't wired to come up with stuff like this. Yeah, absolutely. But no, no, man, uh, this looks like um, it's going to be a game that's going to be easy to pick up but difficult to master. One of the things with Jenny and Thacko was um, it wasn't the easiest game to learn how to play. Like, it, you know, they put you through a fairly detailed tutorial that you forget most of by the time you get in the game, and then you kind of have to relearn everything on the spot. Uh, this looks like um, a game where uh, it's not going to take much to get up and running, uh, but the more you learn about it, the better you're going to do. So uh, there's going to be incentive to learn the finer details of the strategy. Yeah, yeah, definitely looks like there's more to it than just shooting, but uh, it doesn't look like overly, um, you know, crazy. So, right, it looks like something you can pick up and, and you know beat a few levels of before you uh, you hit that wall with the strategy. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, I'm I'm really I've I've been very interested in this for since I first saw the uh, reveal trailer. Glad to see that this game's coming within two weeks. Roots within two weeks, uh, we're gonna have our hands on this. Um, what do you think? Do you, do you think there's gonna be any kind of advantage to playing this on PC? Uh, I don't see anything that looks particularly um, that, that, like out of the the ability of the the quest headset. I think everything we're looking at here. Uh, I think I think I think this the experience is probably going to be similar regardless of which platform you play on. Should be pretty close one to one. I can't imagine. Doesn't look like it's uh, you know doing anything that um, Quest couldn't do, right? So kind of like an almost uh, death lap look, look to it. Yeah. Well, hopefully they stick around longer than the devs of Death Lap. They just kind of <laughs> right. disappeared off the face of the earth true um so yeah and i would expect that this is obviously a labor of love for these guys so i, I wouldn't see them cutting ship anytime soon no that was weird for them uh, you know like that's not normal for any dev right you put a lot of time and money and effort into this um so i think this looks cool yep anyway uh we're gonna know soon again uh due to release this month we don't have a day on it this game could come tomorrow roots it's crazy but uh, more on that as it takes place. All right. And uh, with that said, we now get into the week's reminders. And uh, we're going to start off the way we always do with what's out this week. Besides Captain Toonhead, which could be out could be out right now. Who the hell knows? Uh, September. It's going to be out in September. But uh, what is out this week, Roots, is a little game called Bean Stalker. Uh, this is a game from VR Storm Studio. Releasing September the 20th, tomorrow, on Steam VR. You know, Roots, I've been seeing Beanstalker for a while now. And I always just kind of snickered and went on. I never really looked at it, what it was. I just figured it was some kind of Steam VR uh, shovelware. Uh, until the last few days, when I actually looked at this game and what it was, 
this thing looks awesome, man. This is a VR climbing game. Uh, but unlike a game like The Climb, there's more to it than just climbing. Uh, you're climbing up these big beanstalks, which are covered with environmental hazards and even enemies that you're going to have to fight off. And in addition to that, there's progression. You're, you're, you're looting as you climb up this thing so that you can progress your character and your weapons to, uh, to unlock new areas to climb and to take out more advanced enemies that you will meet on the way up. Um, this is what climbing has always needed, in my opinion. Something else to do besides climbing. Yeah, climbing is great. Uh, just it uh, can't be the whole game. Um, you know what I mean? And But uh, yeah, this thing uh, actually looks really cool. It says it's available now on Steam. As far as we haven't checked it out. Yeah, well, it's available tomorrow from uh, the information that I have. So um, uh, unless it was out in early access or something before, mm. uh, well, which certainly could be the case. Like I said, I've kind of intentionally ignored this game and uh, I feel like kind of an idiot now because this looks really fun. And we've seen with other games before, like Good Goliath, uh, just how much fun can be had in these indie releases on Steam VR. Uh, if you'll just get in there and give them a shot. This certainly doesn't look like shovelware. It looks like something that a lot of time and thought has went into. And uh, one of the things the people that have played it have said, uh, they talk about how detailed the progression systems in the game are, which is amazing because, again, at heart, this is a climbing game. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, gaming science teacher says, Ugh, no thanks. Uh, not impressed. And uh, Onikazi says he says that he saw a Quest logo in there. Uh, you probably did that. That's not such an uncommon thing anymore, right? Like generally we get these kind of things releasing on uh, PC. There is some kind of Quest counterpart to it somewhere. Normally Apple have them. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I am. I am like you. I, I This was off my radar. I just kind of, I thought this was an older game for some reason. And then all of a sudden I saw... PD had done a video and then this was coming out and I was like, oh shit, man, this is like new. This is something I didn't even know about. Traveling man 775 says uh, with Link, they said they were denied access to the Quest store. Mm. Not a surprise. App Lab. App Lab, bro. Bring it to App Lab. Oh, yee! <laughs> Decepticon in the house, Roots. Uh, anyway, are you there, Roots? I am. You froze up for a minute. Okay, yeah. Well, I had a little hiccup here on my video feed. Uh, anyway, okay, what else is out this week? Well, I mean, we've got other stuff, too. You might have heard of this next one. It's called Rhythm of the Universe Ionia. This releases uh, on September the 23rd from Roto Entertainment on SteamVR as well as PlayStation VR. Been looking forward to this one for a long time, Roots. Uh, just because the pre-release footage looks so beautiful. Yeah, I hope it's as good as it looks, man, because it does look amazing, right? Yeah, and I'm hearing good things, Roots. I'm hearing good things about it. And uh, just a, a quick programming note, uh, this is going to be our topic du jour on the virtual show this Wednesday. Uh, the day before the game comes out. The game comes out on Thursday. We're going to be talking about it on Wednesday. So uh, be sure to tune in then. Uh, we're going to have some uh, some stuff to say about it. Yeah, absolutely. 
Anyway, um, you know, one of the uh, things I was worried about with this roots is that we know it's episodic. And generally when you get something that's episodic with uh, super high uh, production values, the way this has is typically tends to be very short. You know, we were worried about this game maybe being two hours long. Uh, well, I'm happy to say some of uh, the things I've learned in the in recent days is that it's not that short. Like it, it, this game is uh, uh, only getting started at the two hour mark. So wow, I wouldn't I wouldn't call it long. I don't I'm not sure exactly how long it is, but I know it's not just a couple of hours and uh, probably going to get at least four or five hours out of this thing. Nice. It looks amazing. It does look amazing, and we're going to talk more about it this Wednesday. So, again, if you haven't already, hit the bell and the button so that you can be informed when we go live. So, uh, if that's what we're talking about on Wednesday, what are we going to be talking about on Thursday? Thursday? What? Thursday? We don't do content on Thursday. What am I saying? Well, every now and then something happens that's a special occasion, and uh, we'll put out some bonus content. Well, say that it's likely this week, Roots, as we finally will be getting our hands on The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners Aftershocks update from Skydance Interactive. This game also launches on the 23rd of September uh, on all platforms. So Quest, PSVR, PCVR, what have you, this highly anticipated DLC launching this Thursday, Roots. Wow, that's crazy, man. We're finally here, right? So that means gaming, uh, get, I always want to say gaming science teacher. Gamer chick is actually going to get to finally take a break. We haven't seen her for so long because she's been plugging away on this game forever, right? Right. Well, um, that, that's the, uh, that's the idea, right? I mean, she's, uh, she's certainly been uh, a little bit spotty in her attendance lately. So uh, I imagine I so. that this is why. <laughs> uh, from from working on aftershocks hopefully we didn't offend her actually i know i know i know better than that i shouldn't even say that i still talk to her quite frequently behind the scenes yeah. uh but i never have quite asked her you know where where you been i assume it's because she's busy with work yeah absolutely uh gaming science teacher says wow they just keep churning out updates for this game yeah and this one's going to be like uh, unlike any other update it's ever seen uh hours upon hours of new content new weapons new characters new story missions uh for one of the best games i've ever played yeah wes is excited man been waiting for this right absolutely and we're gonna have a lot to say about this one this week as well so uh again button in the bell so that you can stay up with all of this awesome content coming this week absolutely probably gonna stream this one too it's the perfect one right I mean, I just streamed the entire game. You know what I mean? I just streamed like the whole 15 hours you, of it. You so, thought uh, you streamed the entire game. Now you've got right. more. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Can't wait. All right. Uh, that's going to bring us into the week's wish list. This is the part of the show where we ask you all to help us support these developers by taking a moment with us right now in real time to go wish list. Uh, one of these games that we've been talking about today or it could be something that we haven't talked about at all uh maybe something else that's on your mind anyway it's a big deal for these developers it really helps their game uh get noticed and it helps them to track 
the uh, the interest in their games. So uh, would you all please right now join us as we go and wish list one of these titles. Beanstalker. That's where, that's exactly where I was going, bro. I'm gonna go wishless Beanstalker uh, because I have not given this game the attention it deserves. Spry guy slides in, says, "I made it. I've been here the whole time, bro. What are you, what are you guys talking about? It's like that kid in class that you know slid in and pretended like they were there the whole time." What's up, Spry guy? What's up, Spry guy? Thanks for uh, coming by. We're just talking about Beanstalker, bro. Yeah, yeah who doesn't love Beanstalker, right? How much better this game looks than the climb. Yeah. It looks better than the climb roots. Looks I think like it a looks a lot more fun. So it's an early access game. Uh, it is not available to download it. It's release date is tomorrow. Uh, it will unlock in approximately 15 hours. Hmm. Okay. And it is now firmly in my wish list. So, uh, I don't know. We might have to uh, contact our friends here at VR Storm Studio, our future friends at VR Storm Studio, and see if maybe uh, maybe they'll let us uh, show the game off to our community. Here. That'd be cool. Uh, Wolverossa says he just wishes they could turn off the stamina part of the Walking Dead game. If they got rid of the stamina, then it would be like Onslaught. You'd just be walking around stabbing everybody. At, you know, there'd be... It's like people that say they don't want the weapons to break. Like everything balances itself out. I understand though the stamina sucks. I wish you could like maybe grow your stamina over time. Like something that you. you I, what's that? You can. You oh. can unlock stuff through your progression at the uh, the tables out there to grow your stamina bar. Oh. Furthermore, you can buy or, or you can uh, unlock recipes for food items, which um, affect your stamina bar in mm. a very positive way. I guess I never unlocked enough stuff. I think that was my problem. Yeah, I have no problem with the stamina bar. It would be one thing if it was a super complicated mechanic and hard to deal with, but it's not. It's just uh, you can't run too much or you're going to get tired. You know what I mean? Well, it's kind of like, um, you know, you see these movies where people fall out of a window and they're hanging on the ledge and they're hanging there for about 10 minutes. And you know, realistically, in real life, it, you'd be there about 30 seconds. 30 seconds, right. maybe less, you're going to end up dropping. And so, like, it's, it's like, what? how how realistic can you make it? You're not going to run around all the time and never get tired, right? Like, you kind of have, you're going to have to stop in real life, too, so. In fact, in real life, you'd get tired quicker because of your adrenaline. Your adrenaline would uh, up your metabolism and make you get tired a lot faster. That's true. Can you imagine the adrenaline of trying not to die by zombie? Oh, uh, that's crazy. Uh, Dark Angel says, I wish listed the fish. Awesome. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Uh, already done. Fishing is uh, definitely good to, uh, to wish list. Rhythm of the universe. If you don't have that wish listed, I don't I think what's wrong with you? Yeah, yeah, I say we, Beanstalker is the no-brainer, but it's because I already have Rhythm of the Universe on there, right? Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait to play it. Well, Raza says, still need to get Onslaught. Probably will like it a lot more. You know, you may. Most people don't. But, uh, I mean, the, the things you're saying about The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners, obviously that's not your type of game. So well, Onslaught might be. It's more arcade style for sure. Um, although, I mean, can you get tired in it? I think maybe, I don't know. I don't remember. I can't either. I just know that there uh, has the uh, 
the the fog of red or whatever you know um and that's the beauty of life right everybody's different and uh, just because you don't like a game doesn't mean that somebody else might not love it. it might be their favorite game right Absolutely. Uh, anyway, uh, that brings us to our final reminder this week and every week, and that is how you can support our community and our channel. Of course, if you're new to the channel, the easiest way to do so is by clicking that big red button and that bell. What that will do is it will allow you to stay up to date with all of our ever-increasing content here on Virtual Strangers, news, reviews, gameplay we do it all here we do it all on different days um and we're, we're doing it more and more frequently uh so if you haven't already be sure that you are subscribed and don't forget to hit that bell um another way to stay up to date with what we're doing here on the channel is by joining our discord server we generally typically announce everything we're doing on there hours ahead of time and beyond that the conversation flows all day every day we talk vr we talk live uh we hang out and we get together to play multiplayer games all this and more on the discord server and you'll find your invitation to our discord in the description down below and last but not least <laughs> i'm sorry i was re i got something in the chat uh caught my attention there Last but not least, uh, for those of you out there who have been around from day one or, or around for years at this point and you want to do a little something extra, you want to help us get to the next level, which is something that we are actively trying to do right now. We're trying to get to the next level. Uh, you can help us with that by supporting us on Patreon. But the support isn't all one way. Uh, it's both ways. What you get for your three dollars per month uh donation is you get access to our weekly show notes which reads like a newsletter in addition to insider updates and exclusive content uh it's certainly you get your three dollars worth and above all that you get the uh, peace of mind of knowing that you did your part to help build our awesome community uh, which gets more and more awesome by the day so uh patreon $3 per month. Big thanks to all of you out there who already support. And uh, big thanks coming very, very soon. And uh, I can't wait. And it's thanks to all of you guys. So, uh, again, if you've supported us monetarily or, or, or just even by sharing the videos, uh, thank you all. We really appreciate the support. Yeah, absolutely. Or if you're the, the person doing all the timestamps, uh, we appreciate you as well. Corporate Zombie. Corporate yep. Zombie does the timestamps. Yeah. Really cool. Uh, Onakazi said, Sorry, missed the game that unlocks in 15 hours. What was it? Bean Stalker. Bean Stalker. Is that that's multiplayer? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, that'd be cool, right? <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a climbing game, Onakazi. Bean Stalker is a climbing game with combat and uh, looting and progression. Uh, it looks super cool. And uh, I'm hoping to check it out really soon. Yep, absolutely. Anyway, with that said, friends, I'd like to thank you all once again for watching For Roots. I'm Wes. We'll see you tomorrow, friends. Bye now. Take it easy.